Sorry, Colleen, you broke up there. Could you repeat the question? Fire somebody. We deserve better. Ted medals in football affairs. like you watch all winter losing feels not nice but there's a warm hopeful light that shines from you the blow up all this wreck can't hide behind that playoff snooze and did you think these fools could ever win i wish none of them ever would come back again shot to the sun in a simple way i need you guys out of my bear's life you just fade away don't you know that they're still standing stronger than they ever did Looking like a bunch of liars Treating us like little kids They're still standing after all this time Picking up the pieces of my life Without fears on my mind And that's still standing No, no, no Pace is still standing No, no, no we never even hope to win They're starting down the road Leaving us again Keeping Ted around Was meant to cut us down And our bear's love Is just like a circus Surrounded by clowns right now Don't you know that they're Still standing Stronger than they ever did Looking like a bunch of liars Treating us like little kids They're still standing After all this time Picking up the pieces of my life without bears on my mind. Teddy's still standing. No, no, no. Georgie's still standing. No, no, no. The leadership that Ted Phillips has displayed during the pandemic has been extraordinary. Ryan and Matt are men of character. They are both, like Ted, outstanding leaders. Did we do well in the playoffs? No, we haven't won any playoff games um, in Ryan and Matt's tenure. When you when you sit back and you look at what makes a successful organization besides wins and losses, it's the people that you have. The sad fact is we are closer to the 2019 team than the 2018 team. I was impressed with both of them this past season especially during the six-game losing streak. I want to take a moment to tell Bears fans, we understand your frustration. We're frustrated, too. Not all the decisions may be the right ones. What leads you to believe that, that the adversity eventually is not going to have to be dealt with? Well, um, that's a good question. Coming up on the season finale of Zero Doinks. Wow, that that was that was not a great playoff performance by our Bears. We'll talk all about that, but that's kind of bearing the lead as it seems like we're running it back next year with most of the same cast. We will jump into all of that. Dan and Bill will talk about what they would do if they were in charge of Bears personnel. I'm sure you're dying to hear these ideas. It's going to be red hot. Oh, we miss you already. Season two is coming to an end. We'll have much, much more beyond some Bears talk. Thanks for joining us. Zero doinks. Zero doinks.
Zero Doinks! Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. Zero Doinks. It is the last episode of season two. Oh my God, we have not been canceled. Cancel culture has not hit our podcast yet. Dan Doinks, how are you feeling today, buddy? It's Wednesday, by the way, when we're recording this. It's Wednesday. It's a big day. How you doing? I've I've been worried about you. You have. Oh, I'm sorry about that, my friend. Uh, I'm doing great, actually. Well, not really. N- not my Bears life, but everything else is good. Really, this kind of worked out nice that we we kind of had some scheduling issues this week, uh, and it worked out perfect with the Bears press conference today. That we just this was the earliest we cracked that beer. Yes. Beautiful hams. Thank you, hams. Thank you, hams, for being a sponsor, not uh, canceling us from your lives. Uh, I'm doing good, buddy. the 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 Saints game feels like it was about three weeks ago at this point, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. But we'll start the show with uh, with some Saints talk. It's kind of we're kind of bearing the lead, but we'll get to that next segment. But yeah, let's let's. I mean, the Bears were in the playoffs. We have to document it for historical reasons. Let's talk about it. Were, were, um, they, were they in the playoffs? Uh, you know, it it we're not going to believe it when I think when we look back at this time, we're not we're going to be like twenty twenty. The Bears were yeah, they were they were maybe the worst oh, okay. playoff team of all time outside of the Washington Football Club, <laughs> who actually looked way better than the Bears did in their performance this past weekend. Love that they call it Super Wild Card Weekend. That was awesome. I. Got amped up for that. Good job, NFL. Good job, Roger Goodell. You're the best. I love you. I want to kiss you on the mouth. Oh, God. With Dan's D, probably. Yeah. Two triple headers in two days. Are you kidding me? Let's keep the seven seed around, Roger Goodell. Seed. You heard me say it. Seed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... All right, let's just let's let's go over the game. I mean, that not surprising the end result. The Saints were not impressive at all. I thought our D looked okay. Ooh, I thought our D oh. looked good. Whoa, uh, Manti Teo was a little frisky out there. That was weird to see. And how could you not just think about him getting catfished nonstop at any moment that you see him anywhere? He'll never shake that, right? Nor should he. No. No, I mean, it's... Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get... Let's revisit that in this segment. Let's okay, get back to okay. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Um, so, you know, just typical shit. The Bears offense sucks. Mitch sucks. You know, what? what's like... I don't know. I don't know what to... It, it is what it is. Nothing was surprising. What, I, what did we expect? It kind of played out yeah. exactly. I mean, I, I'm just happy. I'm just happy we didn't get totally embarrassed i you know i think it was there was definitely the chance that we were going to lose by like 40 and that would have been would that have been better for us in the long term with what transpired today it seemed that maybe just getting into the playoffs was good enough for for the ownership so we'll we'll get to that i guess in a little bit but i mean what which anything jump out to you during the game? Anything surprise you at all? 
No, no surprise. I'm between like I have a few votes in my mind for favorite play. I I, I wonder which which way you'll go, Dan. Um, I loved, um, you know, Mitch not understanding where the first down marker was on that fourth down play. That was definitely one of my favorites. Uh, you know, Wims dropping yeah. dropping maybe the best pass that Mitch has ever thrown. That was that was also amazing. Um, loved Anthony Miller punching the guy that everybody knows is a troll. Like, fantastic. Uh, and then I loved not just one play, but the three plays where Nagy completely gave up on the last drive of the first half with like a minute and a half to go because he didn't like the field position when they started on their own 20, down four on the road in the playoffs. The fuck? Can we talk about – which one do you want to talk about there, Dan? Uh, well, the, the, I think the Mitch, you, I'm glad you brought the Mitch one up first. Cause I think that sort of flew under the radar. I was so goddamn angry in the moment, but it, ma- it made sense for him. That's, that's what he does. He has no self-awareness of where he's at in the field, where the first down marker is. I don't even know if he knew what city he was fucking playing in. The guy's just a dumb player. I mean, we, that's, we've established that pretty much since last year like I think he's a great guy I think he's a hard worker dumb football player I don't even he may be book smart I don't even know dumb fucking football player and that's just told you right there so anyone out there who's trying to talk themselves into Mitch in any capacity just fucking stop it just absolutely stop it right now that tells you everything you need to know and anytime I hear uh, a- a- anyone on the on the broadcast talking about how Mitch or not necessarily Mitch Nagy's doing a great job? Ooh, they're really cutting the field in half for Mitch. Anytime I hear that, I'm like, we got to get rid of this asshole. Like that's we got to dumb it down for him that much. And that that play where he ran he ran out of bounds two yards short, which literally served no purpose. He could have just thrown it in the air, thrown a hail mary. I like, I don't understand it. I, I that that one. That one probably pissed me off more than everything else you mentioned. I'll be honest. I forgot one, too. Uh, Eddie Jackson jumping off sides on fourth and three when the Saints were driving, clearly trying to get the Bears to jump off sides. They do that. If anybody's ever watched a Saints game, they do that once a game, and it never works. And then they kick a field goal, and everybody moves on with their lives. What the fuck? What is wrong with Eddie Jackson also? What's wrong with him? He he's a mess. He's a mess. He seems like he's he's missing tackles. I think he had a really bad year. Really bad year all around. He was pretty irrelevant. No interception. Did he end up with one? I I th- no. I don't think so. I think he got robbed of a couple okay. from refs, but a couple but, of them. Come on. Come but, on. But, he he seemed slow. He was missing tackles. It seemed like he was missing assignments. He had a really bad year. That definitely showed uh, on Sunday as well. So uh, yeah, good call on that one. Whims the whims drop. That was awful. But I I'm not sure you could convince me that was that's why we lost. I mean, I feel like Bears fans wanted to do that. Like, oh, that that was the turning point in the game. That was still first half. I mean. There was literally nothing else that showed me that we were going to hang in that game one way or the other. That was awful, but he got way more shit just because of his last performance with the Saints. Don't you think? I mean, if that yes. didn't happen the first time we played him, he wouldn't have gotten as much shit as he did. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. That was That's a tough look. That, that will carry on with him for a while, but 
it is what it is. That shit happens. It was a horrible spot, but uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill the guy for it personally. How about you? Were you no. ready to cut his ass I, I, right then? <laughs> I was. I I mean, I was very upset and thinking, well, there was our there was our chance basically, but no, did that. Would the Bears have won had he caught that? Nobody could possibly say that. So, no, I'm I'm with you there. And also the fact that you're throwing to Javon Wims to, you know, try to turn the ball game around tells you a lot about your roster also. So, right. fuck you, Ryan Pace. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Ryan Pace. Yeah, and then Anthony Miller. I mean, that dude's just a – he's like the definition of a goddamn knucklehead. I mean, they made a point to say that they spent extra time this week to tell them not to get trolled by Gardner Johnson, whatever the hell his name is, and he let it happen. He let it happen. I mean, there's, I feel like there's no way that Matt Nagy could keep him around, right? I mean, if you're allowing that to happen, you that it's poor coaching all, all, all around. That team was super sloppy all year, and that falls on Matt Nagy, and that just is another indication of it is that he has actually no respect in that locker room. There's, there's really, I feel like there's no real threats there. Bill Belichick would have just, you know, he wouldn't have let him come home on the plane, right? The plane ride home, he'd be like, yeah, you find your own way home, asshole. So I don't know. That That's I didn't think it would matter after uh, that game because I just figured everyone was getting fired. So uh, now I guess he has an actual, you know, he has, they have to do something with him. And he's 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 blowing it for himself. That guy has a lot of talent. He Ooh. seemed to be on the upswing. And oh, whoa, 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 whoa. He blew it. He blew it, blew it, blew it. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know, man. What a stupid no. game. I know. Out of all those things, the one thing that I, I'm still hanging on and, and maybe I need to you know, relax a little bit is Nagy's decision to not try to push the ball down the field at the end of the first half. It's the fucking playoffs. Like, what are you doing? Are you afraid? Who gives a fuck if Mitch throws an interception at that point? Like, again, you're on the road, you're an 11-point dog, and you're going to get the ball first in the second half. Do you really think that you're going to come out guns blazing in the third because you've done it once all year but you know try to get some fucking points on the board man so that's that's what i'm hanging on even more than any of the other prior plays it's like the it's like the uh just the personality of the bears offense that is matt nagy through mitch trubisky fuck them all i wish we didn't have to think about any of them right now but we'll get to we'll get to more of that in the next segment but that's I can't let go of that because that to me encapsulates uh, the pussy that is the Bears head coach. Yeah, I you know it's a great. I guess I hadn't hung on to that that much, but you're you're exactly right. I mean, what what exactly are we waiting for? It's not. I think we were getting the ball in the third quarter. Am I am I correct? So did they just assume we're just going to punt on this? Pun intended punt on this uh fucking series just because we're gonna get the ball back in the third quarter this yeah he's clueless he's just fucking clueless and the fact i mean I, the fact that he's back everyone's back is is just it's laughable i don't i'm i don't know what i don't know where i'm at it's just all so fucking unbelievable at this point and that i don't know what the, the leading up to the playoffs, we slide into the playoffs only because they added a, an extra spot 
and then we have a shit performance with just poor coaching, just undisciplined team, and say, you know what, I like it. Let's do it again. It is fucking insane. And you're and you're right. The he's a pussy. He's a pussy. Pussy. You're a pussy. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk about a couple other plays just for you know zero dunks historical record here. Um, the game completely could have went sideways earlier with a Monty fumble that went back for a for a touchdown. The Bears are really lucky that that was reversed. Like it wasn't that obvious. Like to Bears fans, it was just because we we're desperately trying to hang on to something. But really. That could have pretty easily been a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> You're right. That, that that could have gone either way. And at that, if that would have that would have stood, that would have been. Yeah, we would have. We were losing by forty. Was everyone getting fired after that? Maybe. I mean, I, I'd take it. You know, hindsight twenty twenty. I'd I'd maybe consider it. But yeah, you're right. We we got lucky there. <laughs> We did. We absolutely did. We did not get so lucky with Cole Komet's 15-yard personal foul penalty, throwing the ball to a ref where Michael Jenkins was supposedly the target of the ball. Uh, That was not. Yeah, we try not to be the kill the refs, guys, but that was terrible. That was absolutely weak, and uh, I I could see it in the moment. I could see why the ref thought maybe that's what was happening. Hey man, I'm I'm just gonna keep pinning this stuff on on Nagy. I mean, that's that's undisciplined. A rookie doing that, like, hey man, hand the ball to the ref or just leave it on the ground. Like, don't even risk it in a playoff game, man. So, yeah, that was a weak ass call. But don't even leave the door open for that shit. Come on. Good, good point. Good point. Yeah, the refs were sensitive going into it. They're two chippy ass teams. That's a very fair point. One more, let's kill Matt Nagy before the next segment where we can completely kill him again if you want. Um, yes. There's one of, one of ten on third down, and the only oh. conversion the only conversion was the pointless last drive unless he had money on the Bears with a teaser perhaps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they're 0 for 9 for when the game actually counted on third down. And I know some of them were third and long-ish, but that to me again sums up the Matt Nagy era, or it should, but apparently yeah. it's not over. Yeah, yeah good good call. I'm, I'm, like I said, this feels like it was uh, like three weeks ago for me, so I've kind of forgotten. All, I've sort of blocked all this out, but you're so right. The <laughs> the third down. I mean, that's not what play what real playoff teams do. That's not what they do at all. You know, that's not what teams do when they have an actual competent quarterback. I mean, at least they're going to get it forty percent of the time, maybe. Uh, so, like I said, if you're talking yourself into Mitch, just go go look in front of a mirror and watch yourself punching yourself in the face because you're a fucking idiot. Uh, y- so first let's go back to the Jimmy Graham catch unbelievable but I think when you watch it if you watch the the play develop he definitely was not throwing it to Jimmy Graham right he was throwing it to Allen Robinson there's two guys right there's two guys right there so great again great route running great you know play design and a great Great. throw (laughs) 
great scheme, way to stay in tune. Allen Robinson was diving. It was a horrible pass for both guys. It wasn't even a good pass for either one of them. Jimmy Graham just made an unbelievable catch. But I loved watching the highlight back, the Nickelodeon highlight, where the slime's going off and Jimmy Graham just runs off the field. It's just just like, what is happening? This Mickey Mouse shit that we have to deal with, with the fucking bears on Nickelodeon. Mitch won, a, won an award, a Nickelodeon award. What is, yeah. I don't even know what that was. So that was, yeah, the, the Nickelodeon valuable player or something. But that was only because Big Cat kept tweeting at everybody <laughs> oh, to, really? to vote for Mitch. Yeah. That was like the missed part of the story. He was it was a total troll like I you gotta did, get Mitch this award. I didn't know that. And the kid who announced it, what did he call him? Mick Mick Trafuski or something. He slaughtered his name as well. I saw that. But Jimmy sure. Graham yeah, so yeah, so I put out a teaser and it was only saved by Jimmy Graham's touchdown there. So I was very grateful for that. And I think, what was the, what did they end up losing by? 11? It was uh, 11? 12, because they did 12. not kick the extra point. Didn't kick the extra point, which I guess is in the rules, right? Because I was surprised they didn't kick the extra point as well. I thought they always did that, but I guess the rule is if there's no time on the clock and it won't influence the end of the game, they just don't do it at all. So... Um, I'm glad I wasn't a part of any of that. I had the teaser. Thank you, Jimmy Graham. You saved me. I mean, you know, what, 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 I'm hanging on a Jimmy Graham one-handed catch at the end of the game to hit my Bears plus 17-point <laughs> teaser. Like, just just shut it down. Just shutting it down. So, yeah, good times. Do you have anything else in your Bears-Saints notebooks? I got a couple follow-up questions for you from last week. I'll be honest, I literally didn't take any notes. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants with the Saints game because what's there to talk about? They suck. But let's hear what you got. Yeah, no, I've got I've got things that have nothing to do with Bears Saints, but I figure because the first segment last week we went off the rails a little bit. I have oh, some yeah. follow ups now that I've been oh, thinking about okay. it. So so first of all, I want to wish you a belated fortieth birthday. I, as as Dan Doinks knows, I resigned from my my previous job over the last couple of weeks, and my calendar is gone. So I lost I lost all personal thing. All of my personal things are connected to my work calendar, email, everything. So if you've texted me and you're a friend of mine, and I said new number, who dis? It's because I don't know who you are. <laughs> so so that happened. So I totally missed. Dan's birthday until like I think Coach Cuse or Rick Fieldsman said something that night. So thank you, friends, for bailing out my friendship. Dan, I apologize for missing. Oh my that. god, get out of here! I I'm I'm like the type of person I literally could care less about my birthday. So take your apology or whatever that was and shove it. Shove, shove, shove. Row, row, row. But thank you. Okay, you're welcome. I have to know though, like, because I've been thinking about this for a week and two days. So was. Was your vacation to the Smoky Mountains, was that a 40th birthday present from your wife, Jordan Doinks, who we've all met? Yes, it was. It was a getaway from the kids, this is your gift, and it was glorious. It absolutely was glorious to be, not have to worry about uh, 
little ones yelling and arguing and rubbing rubbing ooh rubbing boogers all over each other and uh yeah no it, it absolutely was thank you for asking okay no you're welcome did you or would you have and it's just you and me talking here was was um a cabin with no Wi-Fi in the middle of the Smoky Mountains. Was that your number one go-to spot for your 40th? Like when you were growing up, did you think, yeah, for my 40th, I'm going to be on the side of a mountain smelling some cedar? There's no fucking chance. Are you kidding me? You know you know me pretty well. I am the... I like to tell people I'm an avid indoorsman. So this was a big leap for me. Uh, was looking, so how it came about is, I mean, I would typically go somewhere warm, some, something, uh, beach, beach ish, beach side, I guess, but was looking for something different than like driving to Michigan to like hang out, look at a lake that you can't actually get into cause it's too cold. Oh. So looking for something we could drive to, it was a very lengthy drive. But it was manageable, and it was something different. Uh, I highly recommend it, actually. It was awesome. It was awesome. A cabin in the woods. It was warmer than it was here. Had a hot tub. And allegedly there are bears roaming around, but I didn't see any, which was very disappointing. Okay. How long was the drive to uh, said cabin? It was um, with very brief stops, about 10 hours. Uh. Oh boy. Okay. That's what, uh, outside of the obvious, what were some of the nighttime activities in the woods? Uh, drinking. Just, dr- I, I did a, a lot of drinking. My body is not okay with anything that I did. <laughs> Consuming liquids. Um, yeah, that was really about it. Drinking, more drinking complaining about the bears to Jordan who really doesn't care um and then complaining about not act not seeing real bears that was about it yeah good times okay okay and you did if if you listen to the the, the prior episode uh Dan and Jordan were fresh out of a ghost tour I listened back because the Wi-Fi connection during our conversation was very bad and I thought you mentioned that it was a private ghost tour. Was it just you, Jordan, and the tour guide? You heard that right, and I apologize. I I didn't actually listen to it back because I was embarrassed at probably how poor the quality was of the audio. So I apologize for all of that. I apologize to you, Bill, the listeners. Uh, you you heard that right. It was a private <laughs> ghost tour. So here's the deal. So we were looking for something a little a little different, you know, because we we're we're very COVID safety conscious. So we're not going to restaurants and bars, which, by the way, Tennessee COVID does not exist, apparently to them, because everything was really crowded, not a mask in sight. We weren't doing any of that. So we're like, let's do something outside. So, So Jordan found a guy who does walking uh, lantern lit ghost tours. And he said, you know what? Let's not go to Gatlinburg. Let's go to this town called Dandridge. Is this too much info, by the way? No, love it. Okay. Keep feeding it to us. 
We found out found out when we were there that Dandridge is the second oldest town in Tennessee, so it's just filled with ghosts, just ghosts all over that place. And we, uh, so we went went there, and this guy, I'm still not sure if he was real. He may have been a ghost himself because he seemed like a a character out of a movie. Uh, Bill, I don't know if we mentioned this uh, last episode. I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but he showed up with a microphone and a speaker that was attached to his belt. Now, keep in mind, we're in a town of, I didn't mention this, it was a town of about 2,000 people. Very, It was like one main street. And he, uh, he, there was nobody around. It was pitch black. Like, I still, I mean... It would have been a perfect place for him to murder both of us, and we just become ghosts. Like, that's a whole part of the tour. It's like you're a ghost with other people who are taking the tour who he murdered, maybe did weird stuff with, and then now you're a ghost in this town of Dandridge, Tennessee. So, but he had a speaker, and he'd be like, Ooh, ooh, I'm gonna tell you this story. I'm gonna tell you this story. And when I tell you, you're gonna tell. The temperature's gonna get a little. It's going to get about 10 degrees colder. Ooh, did you feel that? Did you feel that shiver down your spine? I kid you not. That's exactly how he was talking. Uh, I give it five stars. I would definitely recommend it to everyone. Um, Did I also mention that we did not cover much ground on this tour? I did yeah, mention said, that, right? You said that you went like one city block in three hours, but I, but I want Bingo. to. Yeah. <laughs> I want. I want to know, like, because I've been. I have literally been thinking about this for nine days, and I want to know if either you or Jordan asked the guide like any questions, like, like did you did you kind of or did you just let him go? I knew early on. You could tell, and you can tell when you you meet somebody that. You know, you you do it in work, you know, your workplace as well. Like, you just know when you meet somebody, you're like, oh, this person just loves to talk. Don't give them any more fuel for the fire. This this guy was one of them. And I'm like, all right, this is this is going to be uh, – this can be a long night. But I, well, so it could be maybe an hour and a half at most. I mean, he's got a fucking microphone and a speaker. Like, I figured we were going to be in constant motion – in this small town, just like, boom, ghost over here, boom, ghost over there. Look at that. I could see a ghost over there. That one's inside of you. That one just came out of you, came out of your butthole, that sort of thing. Ooh, do you want to see an orb? Let's hit you with a few orbs. So I was, I could tell early on. So that if you had, you know, with Jordan, she was frustrated because she did not have any idea what was going through my mind because it's just the two of us and the guide. Usually I'd be cracking jokes from the back of the group if it was a, you know, 20 plus. So Jordan's like, I, and I had a mask on Jordan. And I both had a mask on for this whole thing. She's like, I couldn't see any reaction on your face. So, uh, no, there were not many questions at the end. We definitely like, dude, you gotta, you gotta wrap this up. Let's, let's bring it Let's bring it home here, buddy. And then, man, I thought he was jumping in the car with us. Cause he like was just talking, talking, talking on the way back to our car, which was on the block that we toured one city block, a town. It's not like a, it wasn't like in the loop in Chicago here. It wasn't like that kind of city block. It was like four fucking buildings. 
four, five, let me count them. One, two, three, four, five buildings. Five buildings, and there was a cemetery there. I mean, of course, you're going to take us to a place with a cemetery. It's like, ooh, there's so many ghosts coming out of that cemetery. Ooh, doing some diddling and fiddling. So uh, did that answer your question? Not many questions were coming out of my mouth at that time. Yeah, no, this is this is great. This is exactly what I was hoping for. Uh, just two more quick follow-ups here, buddy. Um, Jordan, when you, you are going to want to listen back to the last episode because you are going to enjoy it. How okay. I, I know she had some edibles, but how high was she? Like scale one to ten, ten being, you know, seeing a lot of ghosts that might not be there, and one being stone soaps. I think uh, that's a good question. That's definitely a question for her. If I had to gauge, um, I would say I know it hit her right like right when we started. I think it hit her all at once, and I could tell because her eyes were you know, like saucers. They were wide open. I would put her probably at like a seven. She didn't go over the top. And I think a part of the reason she did is because I was not because I was too scared to drive after, you know, in the midst of that. Driving in that part of Tennessee is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Like driving in mountains and it's pitch black and then all of a sudden there's a huge drop up. No, I was not doing that at all. So I would put her at a seven, but I, but you know, to her credit, usually in that state, she will be just firing off questions left and right. And she kept it together as well. So even in that state, she's like, yeah, I got to let this guy just burn himself out and let that, hopefully that speaker on his belt will die down soon enough. Was there, um, was there any moment during the tour that either you or Jordan were a little bit spooked? Was there like a moment where like, yeah, this is kind of legit? Uh, no. <laughs> I w- honestly, I was very concerned that I was going to miss uh, recording with you last week. So I, I'll, I, that was definitely in the back of my mind. Uh, sp- I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying the guy was full of shit. There were definitely moments that like – the, the whole temperature thing, like, ooh, did you feel it get colder? It definitely felt that way in certain moments. Um, and then he just kind of did it too much. And I was like, dude, I'm freezing. I can't feel my feet. Stop stop with that stuff. Um, but no, nah, I, I don't know. The, the whole thing, I think I mentioned this last week, the whole thing was mostly him trying to convince us that he can see ghosts. And I was like, I believe you, man. Just get on with it. Let's start ripping off the stories here. Don't tell me about how you had to convince somebody else that you saw a ghost. So the only time that was probably scary was, um, you know, when he took us behind one of the buildings to tell us a story. And that's when I, that's when I thought I was like, Oh, I'm for sure getting murdered here. And I'm going to be so pissed if I get murdered by, (laughs) by this gentleman with the fucking speaker on his belt. (laughs) because <laughs> if i'm gonna be a ghost i don't think that's the town i want to be in there's just there's not much happening there and i don't know what the travel policy is for ghosts like if you can just skip out of town there i don't know so uh yeah it was it just needed a, a faster pace i'll just say that not a ryan pace but just a faster pace uh in terms of of uh 
letting letting loose on the stories. Well, we are not going to, you know, let Ryan Pace off the hook. We're about to talk about him and all the Bears happenings next segment. This has been Bears Saints Super Wild Card Review. Thanks, Dan, for walking us through a ghost tour in Dandruff, Tennessee. You're welcome, Slimer. Fuck you, Bears. See you next segment. Matt, the decision to, to run it three times there at the end of the first half, were you just hoping to get into halftime and then try to find some solutions uh, and some answers as an offense at that point? Yeah, we. it was a field position, JJ. I didn't like the field position. Have you ever wanted to follow us? Do it at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs. Wet, wet, wild. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. At Zero Doinks. I think the criticism is that you you are judging te- uh, uh, the the, the coach and general manager. And I think people feel you that the bears need people more rooted in football to make that decision. Oh, I beg your pardon. Um, well, um, that's a valid criticism. Welcome back. We are going to cover that shit show that happened today in Hallis Hall inside Sweaty Teddy's apartment. I don't know where he was. Matt Nagy looked like he was sitting in a lobby, sort of. I don't know what his setup was, but all of it was bullshit. It was just nothing but them lying to our faces. What do you give me your thoughts first? Yeah, no, it was, uh, again, we're recording this on Wednesday. Wednesday morning was a press conference officially announcing the retention of Ted Phillips. That wasn't really a thing. Uh, Ryan Pace as GM and Matt Nagy as head coach going into the 2021 season. Oh, my God. No, it was it was a complete shit show. It was disappointing to every Bears fan that you and I have talked to via Twitter or any other Vessel? That sounds weird. Um, nobody's happy outside of the McCaskey family, apparently, and, and maybe Ted Phillips. What the fuck? What, what, what's happening in Hellas Hall, Dan? I think, well, my interpretation of it, or trying to read between the lines a little bit, is the, you know, I think the McCaskies are idiots. I don't know that they're, like, lazy. I don't know that they want to lose. I and some one of the reporters at uh, by the way I thought the reporters were good today and I thought it was awesome to see the, everyone set up I loved every second of it uh, maybe we, we could go run through those dudes at some point dudes and ladies but the the theme to me is uh, and I think he brought up a few times about you know sticking together during adversity specific specific to that this is George saying this specific to the pandemic. And to me, that just said, like, oh, they don't want to spend any money right now trying to figure out who to who they're paying for out the door and who they're paying to come in. 
So I think without saying, and one of the guys, so one of the reporters did ask specifically were these decisions made with financial reasons with the pandemic, and he said no, which of course he's going to say that. But I mean, if it was Tom Ricketts, he just would have stood up and pulled out his pockets, empty pockets, and said, "I'm poor." So, but George isn't going to do that because they're loaded, and it's stupid to even think that way. But I, I believe. The reason they're not making any changes is specific to that. And I, I don't there's I don't think he'd ever alluded to it, but if I was a betting man, and maybe I am, especially with teasers, I'm gonna say that was a big driving factor for why they're doing nothing. And I think it's really stupid. Really fucking stupid. Yes, and that was Jeff Dickerson from ESPN radio that had that question, that very pointed question to George. And George said, no, it's not financial at all. I also have a working theory that I've been trying to flush through myself that we'll get to that momentarily. But the other thing that I think was completely stupid was the amount of times that both Ted Phillips and George McCaskey kept talking about the resilience shown by Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy during a six-game winning streak, or losing streak, rather. Like, that was... That was like, that was so impressive to them. Like they kept the team uh, together, kept the organization. There was a six game. Lo- How many teams have six game losing streaks in the NFL? I'm too lazy and not a big research guy to look that up. It's not uh, many besides the worst fucking teams in the league. Well, I heard it on the radio today. I think Sylvie brought it up. The only other two teams have a six game losing streak this year were the Jets and the Jags. That's it. <laughs> and us. And yet we're the one keeping You're so right. It felt like they were so proud of this organization and the culture that we've built during a six-game fucking losing streak. Like, just pitiful. I, I, I At that point, I was like, do you just think we're stupid? Like, what, what do you... Uh, someone I saw mention on Twitter, like, they genuinely seemed surprised by some of the questions, like some of the backlash they were getting for not answering questions or not explaining why they're just running it back. So I think they are pretty fucking clueless on what the public wants and what the media is writing about them. Ted Phillips, can someone explain to me how they can say he's not involved in football operations, but he's involved with the year-end recap talking specifically about football operations? Can someone explain that to me? Like, no, I, no. I want. I was so. I was like praying that somebody, one of the reporters, would ask. Yeah, okay, Ted Phillips, you're not. And they they did talk about like, oh, he's not in the. He's not involved in football decisions. Okay, can you answer why Ted Phillips is here today? Why is he answering questions with his gamer headset? Yeah, why is he here? <laughs> It's so true because I think Hub Arkish is one of the people that have defended like that, like the line of accountability with the Bears being like, no, Ted, Ted has nothing to do with it. Then why the hell is Ted there? First of all, like you just said, second of all, the first things out of Ted's mouth are talking about going through that losing streak, like walking us through like the schedule. It's like. Ted, we fucking know, man. We're we're Bears fans, and you're talking to the media that are supposed to be our representatives as fans. And and you're absolutely right. We make fun a lot of uh, Bears media in particular with the Dan Weederers and Brad Biggs of the world. They did an amazing job today. And I kind of love the 
the whole Zoom thing too because and I think the reporters have gotten better at it too where they'll follow up on somebody else's question they like have had time to think about it and and they'll and they'll think oh you know what actually like Hub was on a good thread here I'm not going to let Ted or George off right now oh yeah. god that sounded hot <laughs> um, <laughs> so I know I had a lot of thoughts there I apologize but no the the Ted Phillips has nothing to do with football operations that to me if that's true Stop trotting him out then on a day like today. He shouldn't be there. Crane Kenny wouldn't have been in front these days for like Cubs management, right? On a day like this. No, they they put him on the business side. So until the Bears do something like that, then we are right to question Ted's involvement in major football decisions. Like we're not paranoid by thinking that. Yeah, and I don't. I, I'm guess I'm more surprised by how surprised they seem that people are uh, uh, frustrated with Ted's presence uh, on this football team, and it's just like what I don't, I don't, I just don't understand that aspect of it, and it's it's something that's not clearly defined, and I don't think it ever will be, and you know. I thought Ted's office looked kind of nice. I kind of like real his nice. Yeah, it looked great. But but like, but of course, I was trying to see what the the footballs were in the back and the helmets, and so Same. that put me down another wormhole. Is like, okay, he's not involved in football decisions. Is he getting game balls? Because he shouldn't be. I mean, he was. It would have made more sense if they're if what they're telling us is true. It would have made more sense to have like the head trainer on that call to to walk us through injuries as opposed to Ted Phillips talking about you know how amazing and resilient uh, everyone was during that six game losing streak. Like, give me a fucking break. Give me a break. Fuck off, Ted Phillips, sweaty motherfucker. I love the fact how you could tell how defensive and sensitive they are to criticism too. Like you, you said that they don't have a full grasp and I do think that's true, but they do They're anything that gets through to them. They're very sensitive to like, they both alluded to pundits in the media that, that kept talking about, well, you got to fire everybody. You got to fire everybody. Well, yeah, that's absolutely true. And they, they were offended by that idea. And, and, and George saying something like, you know, I answered a lot of, hate mail from our season ticket holder it's like shut up george like of course people are pissed you dumbass fuck shave your fucking mustache i think he wanted i think he wanted that moment to mention that one fan who said fire somebody i i think he was trying to pat himself on the back for reading emails from fans like i think he's try he's trying to give off this persona that he's like a man of the fans. Well, <laughs> then, then why don't you go on radio in the middle of the year? I mean, same. This is the same with fucking Ryan Pace. Not that Ryan Pace is trying to give off that he wants to connect with fans, but you know, it, it's it's. I don't. It just didn't work. It just didn't work. I thought, you know, whoever you know sort of put George on the spot about, you know asking him if we're closer to the eight and eight or the 12 and four team what are we what are we trending towards and what makes you believe that we're heading back in the right direction and he, he couldn't answer that he just couldn't answer that and 
I think the, you know, everyone seems to be hung up on the, I've been curious to ask you this today and I've been holding off on it uh, via text. Everyone seems to be hung up about where these guys' contracts lie and when their contracts expire. Is that something that's shaken you up that they wouldn't answer that? I found it very weird that Ted uh, pushed back on it a lot. I did find that weird. I, I guess I, I think he was maybe thinking that somebody was asking him that to try to like trip him up. Did you know? Are you going to extend these guys, or did you extend them? But George was very clear that there was no contract extensions. And then you know, a simple Google search will reveal that Ryan Pace this is this will be the last year of his contract. And I think Nagy may have two years left. I think they signed a five-year deal, and he's only three years in. So, but either way, that I think to me it doesn't shake me up because I think it's very clear that there's no fucking way they could be bad next year, and those guys are back. I, I, I even like. I think the only excuse this year, and we've talked about it before, it had to be super clear to these idiots, whether the, the McCaskies or Phillips or whoever, the Bears had to be so bad to where they didn't have a choice. Unfortunately, by being 8-8 eight and eight and sneaking into the playoffs, it gave them a, an excuse to run it back. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because, like, I, I wasn't too worked up about it because I thought the same thing, and I thought their message um, – they were thrown off by that, especially Ted. I mean, ooh, the businessman didn't know these questions were going to come up. You stupid fucking idiot. Replace those footballs behind you with calculators and pens, you fucking nerd. So <laughs> I, I wasn't worked up about it, but they should have been more clear in the message. Be like, hey, this is a one. Everyone's on a one year contract like this is a absolute put up or shut up. And I a year for everyone. And they just didn't they didn't convey that message at all. I don't think they should be around, but their messaging should have been way different about how everyone's going to be treated this year and if that's going to hurt feelings you know what fuck your feelings that should be the theme for next year fuck your feelings just just get it done so you know I'm I wasn't worked up about the contract thing and I was a little surprised to see everyone's like oh that's so weird why wouldn't they tell us like are they secretly going to extend these guys and not no share that like no I don't I wouldn't no. I wouldn't understand the motivation for that and I think the fact that they didn't share it suggested that they won't that's like not even a question that's come up in the building because those guys know if Pace is like hey I'd like to redo my deal they'll be like hey we'd like you to redo your face get the fuck out of here so um <laughs> he's so handsome how could you say is, that man he does have a great head of hair um so, you know, I, I, on the, I, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I think we've, are we co- we've covered pretty much anything else to cover on George or Ted specifically. That was kind of how it was broke. I mean, that was how it was broken out today. So yeah, anything else? Th- those are the, and that was the more interesting press conference. I mean, pace and unless you have things to add about pace and Nagy, it was the same old, same old with those two idiots. So one thing I want to, uh, bring up about Ted though, or I'm sorry about George. I loved when he pretended that his internet was cutting out during oh, tough questions. It, it totally reminded me of Bud Selig, like during the steroid era <laughs> press conferences where he'd put his hand behind his ear and like cup <laughs> yeah. it be like, what, what was that? While he's trying to think of an answer that he can't yeah. give. 
Like, come on, George. Colleen Kane, we all hear her perfectly clearly. I know, and Colleen Kane kept it together. Like, just she's like, all right, I'll just ask it again. She had clearly written it down. You could see her reading it. You sent me that text, and I was thinking it because it was clear as day. I mean, the only person who seemed to have legitimate internet issues in my opinion was jeff dickerson he apparently was in like like his his screen was purple he he just i i did not know what was happening it looked like he had like a a thin piece of clear paper pink paper over his it's like he's he's doing some weird like uh only fans videos on the weekends for so Thick ass reporter on OnlyFans. <laughs> Watch about, me dance. <laughs> speaking of thick ass reporters, how about Biggs? You had oh. is Biggs? Did he? He looks like Dexter in the last episode. I don't know if you're a Dexter guy, but you know, he he looks like he's out on the lamb <laughs> trying to run away. He was probably at the Capitol. He was probably one of those guys, right? <laughs> he's he's changing his face. No, I wasn't there. Trying to overturn democracy. Fuck you, Biggs. He looks crazy. He looked nuts. What was wrong with him? Uh, I will say he didn't look as heavy as I was expecting. Maybe it was the beard that was distracting me and the and the <laughs> and the winter hat he was wearing. What? The the guy who gets like worked up about you know scheduling rescheduling like in person meetings over the years. I mean, I think you've covered it. Why did he look like that? I mean, it was a professional. I mean, Ted Ted Phillips had a sweet looking suit on. Granted, it was sweaty as shit by the end of it. But why did Biggs think he could just roll out of bed and do it? it that was weird. That caught me off guard. And his just kitchen needs to be it needs to be updated. I don't know what he's what his family situation is. Is he married? Do you know? Uh I know when I worked for the Bears he he was freshly married, but that was okay. a long time ago. Yeah. I feel like he can't be with a kitchen like that. So but I, I hope he is. So whatever. Um yeah should we we just run well all right let's not what did i want to cover with net okay i want to talk about more about the reporters but can we cover the the naggy uh pace thing i mean i lost interest in that pretty quick because none of that mattered that was all just you know a script and bullshit Uh, i really drives me nuts ryan pace and he does this in the rare interviews that he gives he'd be like Oh, oh, hey, Adam, good to see you. Like after someone asks a question, oh, hey, Brad, good to see you. Oh, good good to hear from you, hub. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, stop fucking doing that. I hate when people do that to me in like a business setting when they just keep saying my name. It drives me fucking crazy. And that did not make me like Ryan Pace anymore. Um, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. They 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 handle the questions fine. I think Pace is good at handling that those bullshit questions. Um, he looked just sad. He just looked sad today. I I mean maybe he's in shock that he still has a job, uh, but I I have I I don't have much more to say about that. I mean anything Nagy says means absolutely nothing to me anymore anymore. Like it, it he holds no weight. He's so full of shit. Um. Yeah, gross. Get out of my face. 
Yeah. So those are two. Those are two guys happy yeah. and and relieved probably to still have their jobs today. And there's no way they have a plan, right? Nobody could answer the what are you guys going to do differently to turn this thing around, whether it's quarterback related, roster, salary cap issue, whatever the fuck it is. They don't have answers. What what could they have possibly said to Ted and George that? It must have just been like pure charisma, right? Where just all the bullshit where Ted and George probably, okay, okay, great. You're fine. You're here for another year. Just get the fuck out yeah, of our office. Right. Yeah. What, what, what happened in the two days beforehand that, you know, if, if they really were like 50-50 on whether they were keeping those guys or not, like that just tells you everything you need to know about the Bears, that they're just absolutely fucking clueless. Absolutely clueless. And and the reporters asking, you know, I, like I said, they did a great job putting these guys on the spot to at least to make, make them feel uncomfortable. Mark Potash was pretty good. Uh, I thought Weeder was pretty good. I, I actually kind of yeah. like Weeder. I, we we make great. fun of him a lot, but I thought he was great. Um, it, it just, you know, putting them on the spot with the quarterback situation was necessary, and they navigated it, I don't know, fairly poorly but what what could they say like i i wanted them to say we blew it just say we blew it and we need to fix it and that's it this it's if we don't fix it soon we're we're fucked um but they're not going to do that and, and you know they're not going to tell you what they're doing with mitch they're not going to they don't have any clue what's happening yet so i i think i think the reporters did about as well as they could pace i guess fine if we were to rate them pace and Nagy were about as expected i thought george and teddy were were horrible i thought they were awful i thought that could not have gone worse for them <laughs> they could only have gone worse if they would have like just like you know told adam johns to shove it or something like that would have been the only way adam johns man that guy's a bigger nerd than i would have guessed i don't think i've ever yeah. seen him and for i mean Doing awesome, the, uh, awesome Chicago style accent he's got though. What a yeah. what a surprise that was. Obviously, I don't listen to his his podcast with the uh, the very weird looking uh, what the fuck's his Hogue? name? Adam, oh, yeah, Adam uh, Hogue. Yeah. Oh. Wow, he yeah. he's alarming looking. Yeah, he. Is. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, <laughs> but Adam Johns, like I, he did the uh, virtual background for the Athletic. I was very curious what was going on behind him like what what is he hiding from us i mean we got mark potash who's got like a oh, small God. tube tv up in his wood paneled basement we got brad biggs who's got like weird shades on his window behind him and he's apparently looks like De i've never seen dexter but he apparently is dexter's a serial killer right isn't that yeah yeah okay yeah, but that but the reference i'm making is very specific to the last scene in dexter so okay. spoiler alert all right uh you know it's it's uh <laughs> so i don't know what was going on with adam johns that bothered me hub arkish had a sign behind him did you read it it said no we it said we decided on forever like one of those like live oh. laugh love oh. type of signs like you know cursive writing and I think it said we decided on forever. What does that mean? <laughs> I bet I bet Jim Harbaugh sent it to him because those two those two are absolutely slapping each other's dicks together. God damn it, Hub! I love you, but 
come on, get some decor. I know that that would. I couldn't have loved it more. Every time they jumped in, uh, who was the uh, the Diane Di, Di, Dion? What's her name? Uh, yeah, I don't know her. What Dion is she Miller, from? I think. Yeah, I don't know. Her, I don't know her. Her kid just popped in the screen at one point. I mean, I. It was good to see that these people have the same issues that we've been battling all year with dealing with Zoom and shit like that. But uh, Jason Leisner is you, you. You're giving a face. You don't like that guy. No, I, be, only because, like, I don't mind reading his stuff. I I didn't necessarily mind him today on the Lawrence Holmes show on six seventy the score. He is he is unbearable. So that's oh, really? where my opinion comes in. Yeah, he 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 is the ultimate trying to be funny guy, and he has no sense of humor. What what were you gonna say? I apologize. I just I, poisoned I, your brain. No, no, it's fine. Uh, I, I'm fairly late to the party, I guess with him. So I don't really have much of an opinion. I like that. I feel like he, he tells it like it is specifically at specifically to the bears organization. So I feel like the shit that we say that we want to ask, you know, Nagy, uh, throughout the year, he just comes out and, and asks these questions. So I appreciate, I don't know that he's funny or anything, but I like that he just straight up goes at these guys and yes. doesn't tiptoe around it like the publisher and is, we decided on forever and he's vouching <laughs> for Ted Phillips and shit like that. This Leisner dude, which is good now, like he's the kind of guy, like he's playing a role right now that when things are bad, that's the guy you want it. But when things are good, he's going to be the same guy and you're going to be like, fuck that guy. So I know who he, he's just he's he's figured out his style and I it for me right now it's working but I know he's he's not going to change and when if if the Bears ever decide to be good it's going to be like oh I can't stand that guy. So I think you totally hit it. He's basically like a wannabe Joe Cowley, so he'll thrive in the negative. And yep. and and you're right. You want that guy. It's like yes, he does speak for me. And to his credit though, and for as annoying and not funny and obnoxious as he is on on his his weekly spot on Lawrence Holmes, he does when I when I said that I do like reading him, I do and and he will he will call he'll be, he basically had Nagy fired a few weeks ago and he had Pace fired a year ago and he's not afraid to actually like show his face and right. ask those questions. So I totally respect from a journalism point of view, completely respect that about Jason Leiser. Yeah. All right. I think we got him. Leisure. We got him covered. I think it's leisure. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm not. Um, what else we want to cover? I think that's about it on the, the press yeah. conference. I mean, it, yeah. it was disappointing. Overall, it was disappointing. But w- what do we expect when we know that they're all coming back? I mean, there's nothing they could say that would make me feel any better about it. No, I think that's fair. And you and I talked about um, – uh, let's talk about what we would do if we were in charge of the Bears here in the off season. And and if you don't mind, I want to start because I've no neither Dan nor yes, I know please. what the other are going to talk about. My basis of this is kind of the working theory that I have now that we know the results of of you know retaining Pace and Nagy. My thought, and I'm like I'm mostly serious about this. It's not that necessarily the McCaskies are lazy or cheap, but I do think part of it is is associated with that decision because in looking at their 2021 schedule, 
you could make an argument that they might go one and fifteen next year, and I, I'm saying that like tongue in cheek, yeah. but not but not totally. Like the teams that they're playing, and I don't know if anybody outside of you know Dan and me, it's like they have to go at Cleveland, at the Rams, at Steelers, at Seahawks, at Bucks. That's their that's their non divisional games. Like even if they're better next year than this year, they're gonna suck. Like the Bears are gonna like their record's gonna suck. There's really no getting around it. So so I came at this as you know what we might as well have these two assholes have a losing record. We'll have a very clear reason to fire them after next year, where maybe we're not fighting, you know, six or seven different teams that are looking for new coaches and GMs. So it's actually kind of potentially logical. I'm not trying to justify any McCaskey or Phillips decision, but if that is true, like I actually would kind of get it for as annoying as it is. So in that vein, here's what I would do if I were the Bears. Uh, let's get healthy for 2022. So <laughs> let's, let's make it easy on the next GM and the next coach. So here's what I would do. Number one, the th- here's the three moves I'd make. I would franchise Allen Robinson. That'd be the first move I would make, but I wouldn't do it to maintain him on my roster. I'd do it to flip him. I do it to trade him for parts. He obviously has no long-term future here. And by the time that the Bears are going to be good again, he's going to be 30-plus. So he'll be Mushin Muhammad. So you might as well try to capitalize on whatever value he is now, which they probably should have done in retrospect earlier this year when they decided they were not going to sign him to a long-term contract. So that's the first thing I would do. I love A-Rob. I would love him part of the Bears. But again, this is through the lens of somebody that thinks the Bears are going to absolutely suck eggs next year. So franchise them, trade them for future draft picks. Number two, clear cap space however the fuck you can. So Leno, if you if you sack him, that's $6 million off the books. Massey's $7 million off the books. Buster Screen, Scrine, Scrone, that's $3 million. And uh, I would see what you could get for Kyle Fuller and or Akeem Hicks. Because those two combined next year are $32 million that you can get off the cap. The, the dead money is very low on those two guys. Again, as a Bears fan, I don't want it to happen. This is, this is somebody that thinks we're going to blow in 2021. And then number three, trade back as much as you can in this year's draft. So we have six picks. We have uh, rounds one, two, three, five, six, and seven. We may have three comp picks coming next year as well. Just trade the fuck back, Ryan Pace. Help us out here as Bears fans. Let's go. Let's make it happen, buddy. Uh, We also might get, okay, you may have seen this, Dan, and, and same with some of our loyal listeners, but Champ Kelly who is in the Bears' front office. He's been interviewed for multiple GM uh, spots that are open. If he gets hired, there's a weird uh, NFL minority comp pick system that they established in November. It's very weird. So if he gets hired as a GM for another team, the Bears get two years of uh, comp third-round picks. So get get what? him hired. I know. It's very <laughs> weird. It's very weird. Get him a job. Get us some free picks, baby. Although part of me thinks if he's that desirable from other teams, maybe we should consider him for our next GM. So those are my three general things. I'm not trying to punt in 2021. I'm just so fucking mad at the Bears right now that that's what I would do. Give the next GM and coach a chance. I uh, I don't hate any of that. And you I, I you said let's uh, – 
let's do three ideas and I have nine and some of them are real quick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but, but some of them, so I guess sort of follow the same theme, but I have trouble. <sighs> I just have trouble letting anyone stick around because, you know, Ryan Pace making any more decisions is fucking us for the future. So the idea, yeah, I don't disagree that it it's not looking good. We're in a horrible spot. And, we we talked about this at the beginning of the year. Are these are those uh, lucky wins at the beginning of the year gonna gonna bite us in the ass later? Guess what? It totally did because we're picking twentieth now. Um, so I guess I have some some more that are more short term fixes, not necessarily to to uh, to win. I guess to like go back to the playoffs because it definitely we're not treading in the right direction. So the first one I have is just an I need an early commitment from the Bears that Matt Nagy is no longer calling plays. Like I need them to come out and say Matt Nagy, the offensive coordinator, is fucking fired. He is so fucking fired. They talk about oh he's a big culture guy. Oh he did so good during that six game losing streak. I need them to f- like fire Nagy, the OC, if they're not doing it as a head coach. And bring in an offensive coordinator. I don't know who that is. Bring in a young guy. There's got to be a bunch of young people. Is there just Sean McVay hiding a bunch in his closet in L.A.? Let's get let's get one in here. Someone who's you know someone who's willing to adjust. Someone who's coming from a completely different non Andy Reid fucking tree. So uh, you know what? Make him the culture coordinator. There you go, Matt Nagy. You're the culture coordinator. You get to call all of the plays for that one. And maybe that includes not having your wide receivers punch the same guy two times you play him in a year. So that's that's the first one. I, if Maggie wants to stay around, he's he's just got it. Like we can't have this. Did you did you hear Allen Robinson on the radio say he doesn't he didn't know who was calling plays at the end no. of the year? Nope. Uh, there was someone asked him like, was was Matt Nagy or Bill Lazor calling the plays? He's like, actually, I don't know. How is that possible? I mean, it could be that Robinson's just trolling him, but if you're a great culture guy, you, you you don't have that question up in the air. You don't have your star receiver going on the radio just being like, I don't have a fucking clue. So anyway, that's the first one. I think the Bears need to start fixing their offensive line right now. I'd be okay uh, drafting a guy at 20 if he's there. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not scouting offensive tackles, but I don't think it hurts to sign one of the big 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 guys out there i think trent williams is a free agent san fran offensive tackle and there's a guy taylor moton do you know who that is i saw him on pff they were like a top 30 free agents this year so i think it it's worth it to explore signing one of those guys and just solving that problem once and for all the interior line center guard position i think we can get away with for a little bit but we i think i think the the dedication needs to be there. I, I as much as I want a new quarterback, <laughs> I need, desperately need a new quarterback. I'm not sure you're the, the anyone that's at 20. I I feel amazing about. You're not talking me into Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, maybe, but I don't know. I, but everyone else is going to be gone before then. So, so that's and then one of them. I'm, I'm jumping around here. Ryan Pace can't make any. He can't make any decisions for uh, future picks. Literally, they need to put the cuffs on him. I don't trading back. I don't think he should be allowed to do that either. He mentioned it today. They have eight draft picks coming up. He's not allowed to move at all. 
that's that's what I would tell him if I were Ted Phillips, who's clearly uh, a dummy who's in, head of football operations. Uh, he should be like, hey, Ryan, I know you're going to want to trade uh, you know, five of those picks to move up two spots in the first round to draft a, a tight end out of – uh, you know, a D2 school, uh, you, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. So I'm very nervous that they're, if they're, they're going to give Ryan Pace free reign to do uh, whatever he wants. Um, so along the same lines of trading Fuller, and I, I would start unloading as many of those guys on defense that you can. I don't care who it is. There's literally nobody's untouchable to me. I, I th- There's... We we can't we got to get away from this mentality that we're like oh we're the Bears we have smash mouth defense we got to stop with that we just have to stop we've dedicated so much money to the defense for really no reason at all um, I don't yeah Fuller would be the obvious one I think he's only got a couple more years on his contract right you did, did you just yep. spout that out yep. and I'm yeah okay um, heck I mean literally I I, I th- you just call teams and be like what do you want. What, can you get a tackle? Can you get an offensive lineman for any of those guys? I would do it. I would absolutely do it. You got to start flip. You got to start flipping the 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 focus from the defense to the offense. So, um, so yeah. One of my notes here: sign uh, Robinson. The franchise tag is fine. You're going to piss him off, uh, but just try to get him signed. Maybe just give it a shot. You 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 played yourself, Bears, by fucking around with him. He's going to ask for the moon maybe he doesn't want to stick around at all but make sure that he's the the franchise tag probably makes more sense um easy one here get mitch out of my goddamn face i don't need to see him again please i know we're stuck with Foles. Foles probably gives us a, a better chance to bottom out uh like you said i mean we should start building you know let these guys shit all over themselves for a year and you know it's but but we don't need Mitch. Like we just just get him out of here. Why is anybody? I, I you know, I know I tend to get a little too much in the weeds on Twitter, and I'll I've started um, just unfollowing a few people who get me mad because they they're fucking idiots. It's mostly the the people who still defend Mitch, which is just mind blowing to me. But everyone's everyone's like, oh, he's gonna go. He's going to go to New England and he's going to be awesome. What evidence is there that he's that the Patriots would even want him and that he would be any good? What tells you that? You, we're still talking about a guy who can only deal with half, you know, half of a field when he's, you know, when he's uh <laughs> when he's doing his route tree. I mean, it's it's so unbelievable. The guy's fucking running out of bounds 2 yards short on fourth down. Like what what am I missing here? And so, you know, the Bears, yeah, and the Bears fans who are defending this this leadership and should we bring pace, pace back, Nagy, you know, the whole idea of like, well, okay, who's better? Who are you bringing in? You, you know what you sound like? You sound like an abusive spouse. What's better than me out there? You can't do better than me. Who, who cares? Let's try it. Let's try it. I mean, we're, we're past that now. That's, that's irrelevant now that these assholes are coming back. The biggest thing for me, and I'll wrap it up here, Bill, this is what I need th- this year. I I need to get that that sweet sweet vaccine in my body sooner rather than later. I need everyone else to do it cuz I need to be in in soldiers eating my beggar's pizza with a little bit of the cardboard stuck to it. 
and I need to boo my tits off the entire year because it's going to be awful. I think it's going to be fucking terrible, and I need to be in the house. I need them to hear how pissed off I am and how the Bears fans are. I need Matt Nagy to feel the same and pace. Fuck your feelings. We need to tell you. You need to hear it, how shitty you're doing and how you just fucked us all this year because you're fucking idiots and you suck at your job. So I need that sweet, sweet vaccine. Hit me with two shots. I'm good to go. In the house, drinking hams, booing my fucking tits off. That's it. That is awesome. I don't know how many that was, but it wasn't enough, if you ask me. That sounds like a <laughs> recipe for building a championship team. Yeah, let's let's talk about Mitch for a second. It's funny that this is pretty much the first time we're probably an hour into the episode at least. I I feel the same way. I am so sick of looking at him, listening to him, hearing about him, justifying him in some weeks. Like, get the fuck out of my franchise, Mitch Trubisky. And you know what? And if you go somewhere and you have success, that's awesome. Like, there isn't a Bears fan that isn't necessarily rooting for you. Like, you said it, I think, in the first segment. Seems like a great dude. You know, like, he's tried his ass off. But, like, I feel like we're talking about him like, like he was born without arms and somehow he made the NFL. You know, like... Like, you know, we've all kind of tiptoed around the fact that he's not NFL quarterback caliber for a long time. And we've all wanted it to work. I want it to work. Dan wanted it to work. And it it's obviously not working in Chicago. Do not bring him. Do not even think about bringing him back as a potential backup. Get him the fuck out for the health of the Bears franchise, for the health of Mitch for the health of everybody, get them the fuck out. And somebody was saying earlier on the radio this week, like what could he get on the open market, right? Obviously the Bears did not exercise the fifth year of his contract, so he will be a free agent, uh, you know, whenever the new season starts. Um, and somebody said, you know what? If Jameis Winston can only get one year, $1.5 with the Saints, why the fuck is Mitch, should anybody think that Mitch is going to get more than that? And that was startling to know. hear, but it's, but I think it's, it's probably true. Isn't it? Like some people were saying, you got a franchise Mitch really, you want to guarantee Mitch Trubisky, like $20 million next year. Why the fuck would you do that? And yeah, sure. Maybe Belichick picks him up thinking that he's the smartest guy in the world. He can fix him. Belichick didn't fix Cam Newton this year. You know, it's like, there's no, no. guarantee that, that Mitch is going to succeed. And he, has he gotten a little bit better? I guess, but that is that's a very low bar, extremely low bar, and not a get him out of Chicago. And it's nothing personal, like you said, great dude. Get him the fuck off our Bears roster. He, I don't think he wants to be around anymore either. I mean, I, I don't even know. Does he even like football? I, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if he got cut by the Bears. He's like, that was that was fine. I'm gonna go sell Toyotas or whatever that piece of shit car he, he was driving. Yeah, I. That th this is my concern though of keeping pace and just saying like, let's punt on a year. Is pace gonna bring in like uh, Matt Ryan or? Uh, Stafford. I mean, are we gonna? That's the. That's what I'm concerned about. We're stuck with Foles. That we're, we're, there's no, I don't want to see him either, but 
if we're going to make a commitment to being shitty, okay, like Foles gives us a really good shot at that. So I don't I, uh, I I'm really scared for that. I mean, you mentioned Jameis. I would absolutely bring Jameis in on a one-year deal, but also draft someone late. Like, why are we not throwing our throw? Just throw as many guys into the mix as you can. It's the most important position. I mean, didn't Pace is the one who said he we should draft a quarterback every year? He's yet to do it. Just with Mitch, so he's full of shit. And it's whatever what he's doing isn't working. I mean, how great would it be if we had Jalen Hurts uh, right now? I mean. I'm not going to harp on that for the rest of my life, but it's it's that's just another you know another thing to to say like pace is fucking clueless that we're now stuck here with you know debating should we bring back Mitch for another year? Gross. We're stuck with Nick Foles, Tyler Bray. I mean, sorry, Ira. I mean, that's not the answer either. I think you're 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 just mostly cracking jokes, but it's. That's not the answer. We're now we're drafting at 20. We miss all of the quarterbacks. It seems like there's a decent number of guys up at the top that we're going to miss all of them. So I don't know. I don't they they have a lot on their plate and I'm very scared that Ryan Pace is the one who's making these decisions uh for us for the future when it's very clear that he should be nowhere near this fucking city. And good for Ryan Pace for having a family of Bears fans. That was really great for him to to let us all know that, that his wife and his family are all from the state of Illinois and they're Bears fans. Good for you, man. That's great. So happy to hear it. So you're letting your family down. <laughs> the only <laughs> the only thing that makes me feel decent about your concern, because you're right, that, that to me was the major threat to keeping Pace is that He's obviously fighting for his job. He's going to be thinking only about the short term because that's the only way he can survive yet another year and make another bazillion dollars. But I guess the only good news about the cap, like I think they're number 30 in the league in terms of cap cap flexibility. Like there's no way, knock on wood, that Ryan Pace can fuck it up just based off of their lack of flexibility. The only thing that does give me pause, though, is like I'm going to trade all of our draft picks up to try to get, you know, whatever, yep. whatever it is, yep. right? So, that yeah, that's on the table for sure. Um, and that's why in my top three moves I would make, thinking about 2022, ignoring Pace and, and Nagy, I didn't even mention quarterback, but that is my fear too. Like he's going to yep. try to solve the quarterback issue this year by mortgaging the future somehow some way i don't know that it i don't know that he could with stafford or or matt ryan um i wouldn't like in a vacuum i wouldn't hate having either of them as the bears quarterback but it doesn't make sense for this stage that the franchise is in right it really doesn't no that uh that's gonna get us to another eight and eight season and we're no we're right back to where we were at last year we we gotta go for it we gotta uh, and I, I'm gl- I'm really happy we went this long without talking about Deshaun Watson because just fucking stop it. Houston's not trading him. He he has every right to be pissed off. I get that, but if uh, I don't think there's any chance that they're fucking trading Deshaun Watson, and if they do, I'm gonna go ahead and guess that we're probably in his bottom five of options that he wants to be traded to. 
What could bottom we possibly? Bottom three. Yeah, <laughs> bottom three. I was being generous. Well, first of all, he's clearly still bitter about the way he was treated by not getting drafted, not even talking to him. So what do we do? We, we, uh, we, you know, we just keep the same guy around in the, in the midst of him being upset in Houston and wanting to be traded. So you already shut that door, you know, you shut that door and what, what could we possibly give Houston that they would want? What could it be for Deshaun Jimmy, Watson? Jimmy Graham straight up. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. This is another Bears Twitter thing. Just stop yourself. Max Kellerman was on first take today, and if he, anything he says is bullshit, then he's like, "Oh, trains to go to the Bears." It's like, okay, that's now it's definitely not happening because happening because Max Kellerman's saying it on first take. So, just just stop that. So, I don't I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't have the answer. Yeah. I, it's it's and and neither does Ryan Pace and that's what scares me is I think he's bad at his job. I'm sorry, he man. Is. No. But, but he makes he a lot of money. Fuck your feelings. That's that's all I got to say. So it seems like the consensus here is that the Bears are hopeless in 2021, but we really want you guys to continue to listen to Zero Doings for Season 3. Don't give up on us. It's not our fault because it's still going to be fun, and this episode isn't even over yet, guys. <laughs> well, let's be honest. By um, August, we're going to have the Bears at 10 wins, 10-plus 10 wins. So yeah. I do. I, we do this every year. We're we're just as big. I I make fun of the idiots out there, idiot Bears fans. We're a couple of idiot Bears fans. We started this show talking about how much disrespect Mitch Trubisky. Not this show tonight, but this the the birth of zero doings. Talking about how much disrespect Mitch Trubisky was getting. So, look, our credibility was shot right from the start. We know yes. that. So, yeah, you could keep listening because we're going to flip-flop our way to, like, 12 wins next year before the season starts. The season's going to start. We're going to get our ass kicked, and we're going to be like, oh, no, the world's falling apart, and we're going to do this all over again. So keep listening. It's going to be fun. We'll come up with some more uh, <laughs> semen-laced lasagna jokes, I'm sure. I was going to say, I think the real reason people listen to us is – is because of all the Garfield sex talk that we've had, in at least in season two. And thank you for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, you guys are the best. But, yeah, fuck you, Bears. I don't I think we covered it all. We're, we're a mess personally, and our team's a mess. <laughs> we are. There's no getting around that. This has been sadness about Bears front office and coaching staff retention. We didn't even mention that Chuck Pagano died. <laughs> See you next oh, segment. Geez, we didn't. <laughs> Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hams and bread, hams and bread, hams and bread, hams and bread. Zero joy!
dykes! Yes, yes. Zero dykes! Yes. Go! Zero dykes! Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go! Yes! Go! Kick it in! Hams and bread. Let's go! Hams and bread with a little bit of spreads in the middle. Oh my god. Rick Fieldsman, this is your last time in season two to give us your hot, 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 hot picks. Uh, For the record, Rick is 31 31 and four. He's 500 oh. for the year after another 0 and 3 week. That's <laughs> <laughs> that hurts, but it's kind of perfect. Rick, take it away, buddy. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, hands, hands, and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hands and spread. Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Our buddy Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Ricky Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman. My dad. Hands and spreads. Featuring me, Rick Fieldsman. All right, doinkers, we are back. For the final episode of Hams and Spreads this season, oh, I want to thank all the listeners, the loyal ones, as I call you, the spreaders, as I like to call you uh, uh, when I'm home alone, thinking about you guys in East Chicago, sleeping in my car, but what a ride it's been. What did I say? The Bears? Terrible team. What do you want me to do about it? They're bad. They're terrible. They've always been terrible. They always will be terrible. Whoops, that was maybe not the reason you're listening to this podcast, but hey, the truth hurts. We need some new stuff. We need Eric Bieniemy at running back from now on. That's what we need. Oh, man, that was a painful one. But you know what? The good news is, you Illinoisians, is that we got to place a little bit of the funds on all this good time. So hope everybody enjoyed their heavy case of the funds. I didn't tell you up the final numbers, but I'm sure I won all of you lots of monies. It was a good time over here in East Chicago while working for Victory Auto Records. You know we're going to come back hot next season. So here's my advice for the offseason. Here's my advice. Heed the call of what I'm about to say. Corner kick overs. That's what I'm going to say. Soccer corner kick overs. You have not watched soccer until you have money riding on the corner kick overs. If you're interested, sprinkle a little bit of overs on how many yellow cards and red cards in the game. That is a fantastic way to spend 90 minutes of your precious life, and you will enjoy it so much. How many corner kicks normally? Somewhere between 4 and 20. So if you have an over somewhere in that range, you slap the funds on it. Oh my gosh, you crack yourself a hams or two you pour yourself a couple fingers of bourbon oh and you just start enjoying life for what it is but that's where we're at we are marquette is going to win the ncaa tournament at versus northwestern it's gonna be marquette versus northwestern in a heated battle and uh marquette's gonna take it what else do i got for you uh nascar dale earnhardt jr is probably not driving anymore but he's gonna win Masters, you know we're you know we're going dusty. 
Dusty Johnson, top 10 in the Masters in April. Oh, my God. It's going to be plus 100 for him to get top 10. You smack that bet so hard. And you know what you got to do? You got to keep an eye out for the free monies. You got to watch out for the free monies. Oh, my God. This should be my eulogy. Is somebody writing this down? Because when I die, I want somebody saying these words to the three people that show up to uh, see me get buried six feet in the ground. Anywho... It's been a fun ride, everybody, gay guys and girls. I love you all. You know we're going to be slapping some funds real soon, so start saving up some muns. And as always, have a good one at the windows. And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment, Hams and Spreads with Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman. Okay, uh, what do you think, Dan? Uh, I haven't listened to it. I have no idea, and I'm glad I haven't after hearing it went 0-3 last week, so uh, I'm just going to... Well, I'll listen to it later. Maybe like, I don't know, June. That sounds good. What do you think? Yeah, um haven't listened to it either but thank you rick for all of your contributions in season two you are a staple of zero doinks we appreciate it hopefully the fans of zero doinks only bet on your picks when you were smoking hot which would not be the last two weeks because you're actually owing six the last two weeks <laughs> um, <laughs> but we love you. We absolutely love you. Thank you for your contributions. Thank you for introducing us and the world to ice cream also. Do you, is it time to fade the Rick? Are we there yet or no? Well, he's, he's bound to bounce back. All right. Sorry, Rick. You're, you're due, buddy. You are due, buddy. You absolutely are. Dan, do you want to talk about the remainder of the playoff bracket for the NFL? How about that? Yeah, let's do it since we don't have a fucking clue when we're doing this again. So, um, what do you, what do we want to do? We want to go game by game. We want to do just this week. Um, no, let's. You, why don't you, want? you start? Why don't you start with the AFC? Your picks, <laughs> and then, and then I will do it. I think we did something similar with our last yeah. episode in uh, season one, and it 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 got red hot. Question mark. I. I uh, I remember you predicted the Patriots were going to lose last year. I think, I think I you did. you had I them losing, the and I yeah. and I feel like I I um I don't know if I made fun of you out loud, but I feel like I did in my mind on that pick, and I was wrong. So you're a sharp. Congrats. Okay, AFC. We have Buffalo and Baltimore. Yep, that's right. And the Browns and the Chiefs. Okay, so I'm uh, I'm gonna go just chalk on that one. I think it's gonna be Buffalo beating the Ravens, close game. I got the Chiefs letting the Browns hang around for a little bit, but pull away at the end, kind of the shit they did last year. So I have uh, AFC Championship. I have the Chiefs and the Bills in Kansas City. And fans, yeah, they have fans at Arrowhead Stadium, I think. I don't think there's COVID in Missouri. Um, do you want me to just, just keep going? Or you want to you give your AFC picks? Me. Keep it going, okay. baby. Keep it going. Uh, I, Who's going right, to represent I have the, the AFC? All right, I, 
I have the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Kind of weird. The Bills were the two seed, right? So they uh man that it's yeah it feels like it's feels like we had super wild card weekend and it's getting chopped down pretty quickly here seems unfair to the two seeds i guess but you know what you got yourself into those those types of seeds uh okay you want to do afc and then we'll, we'll flip nfc absolutely yes um okay so i match you with the chalk with the divisional round i am also taking the chiefs over the browns sorry Baker Mayfield, your trip is over. What? And the Bills will beat Baltimore. I just don't <laughs> trust. I don't trust the Ravens. I really like them. I want to like them, but it's not happening. So you got Buffalo visiting Patrick Mahomes and the defending champs. And I'm going Oppo with you. I'm going Bills in Ooh. the Super Bowl representing the AFC. Go Bills? Question mark. It's fine. I like Josh mm-hmm. Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't hate that. If it comes down to that, I'm definitely rooting for the Bills. Are there people who hate the Bills? Were there people that hated them in the so. in the 90s when they made that the four straight Super Bowls? I found myself I felt bad for them losing all those. Yeah. yeah. But um I don't Marv know. Levy, would you would you if he was available and you were feeling a bit randy and Marv Levy was like nude in a shower and kind of summoning you in like, Hey, I just, I just dropped the soap, buddy. Can you, can you help me out? Well, what would you do? <laughs> well, specific to Marv, uh, I would prefer a non shower situation and not because of the nudity part. I'm okay with that. I just want to rub my hands through his silver hair. Um, and I feel like they, it would be much more enjoyable if it's dry He's good head of hair, right? Am I remembering that yeah. right? Yeah. Either way, either way, my hands are going through those strands. How about you? No, no, I'm I'm ageist. <laughs> All right, sorry, that's holding you back, buddy. Uh, glad I just turned forty. Okay, uh, we, you want to do? Why don't you do NFC first? Okay, I'll kick off the NFC so you could eat some of your beef stroganoff or whatever the fuck that you're going deep into lasagna right, so it's lasagna <laughs> all right so you got the packers the number one seed with the bye they are hosting the rams and then you've got the saints visiting the bucks or vice versa no hosting hosting the yep, bucks flip it around yep thank you thank you so much um so we'll go through the nfc to the super bowl i have the rams upsetting the packers i think the rams defense oh. is out of control in a good way. I think they're probably the only team in the NFC that could actually beat the Packers, even though I think the Rams are trash on offense. But I think somehow they could stop Aaron Rodgers or at least contain him enough. Uh, so that's my pick. And then um, the Bucks, they've lost twice to the Saints. It won't happen three times. They are advancing. It's going to be Rams, Bucks, NFC Championship at Tampa and Tampa's going to advance. Tom Brady going to another Super Bowl to face the Bills. What do you think, buddy? Uh, okay, I I like all of that. I do not have the Packers losing this weekend. I have them winning. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is he's 
he's just playing too too good right now. And the Rams offense stinks. The Seahawks just were awful. They were just fucking terrible. So I'm gonna go uh yeah, I'm gonna go with the Packers there. Saints, Bucks. I'm also going Bucks. I don't the Saints aren't impressive. You're right, they're not, three, not gonna beat them three times this year. Even though I think one of them was like a total ass ass kicking. I almost said ass kissing. Um Tom Brady's he's weird uh kissing his kids on the mouth guy, right? Isn't that yeah, isn't he, that accurate? Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh gross absolutely gross right just gross put your yeah. tongue away it's too much yeah um so what do we got packers bucks uh i'm gonna go tampa bay as well i think that's 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 when the packers are officially gonna shit the bed rogers is gonna be awesome but their defense is gonna stink and old tom brady's gonna show up so i'm gonna go bucks chiefs super bowl okay in Tampa whoa in Tampa that would be a first right home team hosting uh I get the Chiefs I get the Chiefs winning back-to-back titles this seems to be during the pandemic chalk winning all across the board you got the Dodgers you got the Lakers you have Alabama so I think it's just going to continue I got the Chiefs terrible game it's going to be a blowout Tom Brady is going to be smooching all of the refs right on the mouth. It's not going to do any good. So, uh, row, 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 shove, shove, shove. Chiefs winning it again. Uh, I don't know. That's it. MVP is going to be Travis Kelsey for no reason at all. Okay. That Now that's that's stretching your legs out a little bit. I like it. So uh, so I have Bills versus Bucks in Tampa Stadium. You got the pirate ship. You have chicken sandwiches for main sale uh, in Tampa, whatever hotel that was with Brother Dave and I. Uh, you have Ybor City. You got Banana Joe's. You've got a very distracted Buffalo Bills roster because COVID does not exist in Florida. They're going out all week. They're getting weird. Marv Levy's going to show up. He is absolutely going to be dropping his pants. He is going to be putting those golden locks, those gray locks in front of all of the Bills saying, run your hands through me just a little bit. I'll buy you one more beer. It's not a big deal. And it's going to backfire. Like it's going to, that's going to be Saturday, Saturday night before the Super Bowl. They're going to be hung over as fuck. The Bucks are going to come out. Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be the Super Bowl MVP as the Bucks beat the Bills. He's going to score three touchdowns. So he's probably going to be plus three, probably plus 30,000 to win the MVP. So, you know, this is a hams and bread special. Put $100 on that. And uh, congratulations, Tampa Bay. You've won a Super Bowl, making up for the Devil Rays losing to the Dodgers. I think they're just the Rays now, not the Devil Rays. Yeah. Okay. All right. I feel good about that. Uh, are we sure that Marv Levy's still alive? I was thinking that when I was getting a little sexy with him right there, I, yeah. I wondered the same thing. He might not be. Do you think that you would, um, it, let's say he's passed. Uh, I hope not. Do you think you, c- you I could call up my buddy from Dandridge, Tennessee and conjure him up uh, as a ghost? And if so, uh, would you? Would you? 
Yeah. So two different questions there. Um, would, okay. So let's just assume Marv Levy's dead and you know what? And if he's not, he'll be dead before Super Bowl Sunday. Let's be honest. <laughs> I would absolutely allow him to enter me or me to enter him as a ghost. I can't remember how, how the ghost hunter put it, so to speak. Um, so that, so let's just put that question to the side. Yes, I would, I would enter Marv Levy's ghost. Um, but your first question, I would need a different ghost hunter because I don't trust the guy in, in Dandruff, Tennessee to, to get Marv, you know, ready to be entered as a ghost. So I need, I need a true professional. Yeah, I is there yeah, I I have a lot I have a lot of follow-up sexual ghost questions that I can't answer personally and I don't want to call this gentleman cuz I don't I don't have that kind of time. So <laughs> Now if you were to <laughs> Let's move on for the ghost stuff. I think it's it's going to get too weird. Can I give you a couple teasers? How about speaking of, of sexual ghosts? Can you want me to give you a teaser Do for it. this weekend? All right, we're just going to hit all four games here. Uh, obviously, I gave you all the hot, hot teaser picks last week because Rick apparently wasn't pulling his weight, and there was never a doubt. Thank you very much, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Uh, so I have uh, – here's what you're going to do. Four-team teaser, seven point here. You're going to get Green Bay plus one and a half at home. I just told you they're not losing, so do it. You're going to get Buffalo. Swing at seven points. You're going to get them plus five and a half at home. Go ahead and do that. Uh, like I said, the Chiefs are going to let the Browns hang around a little bit and then win at the end. So you're going to take the Browns plus 17. Come on. Come on. It's playoffs. You're going to get 17 points. Do it. The Bears got 17 and a half last week. Look how that turned out great. Spoiler alert, turned out great. Uh, and then you're also going to take Tampa Bay, obviously, because you're going to get them at – Mm, nope. What's Tampa Bay at? I wrote it down wrong. Tampa Bay's dogs. You're just going to take them on the money line, but we're doing teasers right now. What's the uh, What's the line? Do you have it offhand? I know no. I, I wrote it down wrong. No. Bear with me. Bears. Uh, probably, you're going to get probably. Tampa Bay at 10. Plus, plus, plus 10. You're going to get them plus 10. They're plus 3. You're going to get them at plus 10. Do it. Row, row, row. Shove, shove, shove. Teaser. Four-team teaser. Green Bay, Buffalo, Browns, Bucks. Boom. Do it. Love it. Cash. Yep. Learn it. Let's do forever. What was Hub's sign? I got to look back now. Uh, we decided on forever. Think of that when you put that teaser in. Definitely. Brought to you uh, by the Hublisher. <laughs> That's right. Hams and bread and a little bit of spread sponsored by Hub Arkish this week. Thank you for listening to this ridiculous segment all year it, assuming that you haven't fast forwarded uh and if you haven't god bless you thank you nfl for surviving this year by the way we didn't really talk about that that would not Shocking. have been guaranteed you know in july right yeah that was really shocking there was a period of time, what was it, like week four or so, when it seemed like the NFL was just getting shut down. It felt like every every facility was getting closed. And then it kind of felt like COVID just went away for the NFL, right? It felt yeah. like testing that got a little loose, just a little loose. 
And I'm not mad about it because thank you for the distraction while we were all stuck in our fucking homes. Thanks for not wearing a mask, you stupid fucks. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Linda Lips in Tennessee, for telling all of the residents to A, go to the ghost tour, and B, rip that mask off and get funky with her in her 70s porn. Thank you, guys. Hams and spreads. With thank you, guys. Middle? I mixed yeah. Oh, up. I'm sorry. Hams and bread featuring Marv Levy's pubes in ghost form. Divine legacy. It's more than bricks and mortars. I wanted to save Gotham. I failed. Why do we fall, sir? So that we can learn to pick ourselves up. Still haven't given up on me. Never. Weirdest Big Ten minute, and I love it so much. <laughs> Big Ten minute. A bunch of fat, pale Midwesterners just roaming around Pasadena. You love the Illini and I have a life. I bleed orange and blue. Gophers minus three is my pick. I respect your love for the Illini. Shove it, shove it, shove it. Row, 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 shove, shove, shove. I'm like pretty much the only Gopher fan that people know. Oh, 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 the last Big Ten minute of season two, zero doinks. Oh, baby. What an amazing year for our Gophers and Illini. Am I right, Bill, or am I fucking right? All right, let's run through the Gopher. Gopher hoops right now is red hot. Not really. They've lost two in a row. They've lost to number 10 Michigan and number 5 Iowa this past week. Uh, They're currently ranked 23rd. They were ranked 16th last week, so uh, trending in the wrong direction, guys, but they are 10 and 4. Their only losses have been against top 15 teams, so that's neat. They play Saturday uh, at home against Michigan and then they're at Nebraska coming up. So, uh yeah. That's like literally the only research that I did. I have no idea what's going on. I'm sure Ricky Patino is uh pump pump pumping inside of an Italian restaurant in Minneapolis somewhere cuz he wants to make daddy proud. So there you have it. I know the I uh, did see uh, February 20th is Illini Gophers next game, right? That feels like it's too far out. It shouldn't be that far out. I agree. Oh, thank you, Hams. That sounded super fresh. Um, where do you think, and we don't know when the first episode of Season 3 is going to be, but let's say that it's March. It probably won't be. We're... Do you sincerely think the Gophers will be in the tournament this year? What do you think? Yeah, I do. I mean, it feels like they've been ranked for the last few weeks. It feels like they might be actually okay. They just they're just beating up on they beat up on a lot of shitty teams, uh, which there aren't a ton of in the Big Ten, right? Isn't there still a lot of ranked teams? But they're holding their own. Uh, yeah, I think they'll. I think they got a good shot to make the tournament. Yeah, but will they do any damage? Probably not. It's hard to say. I mean, Rick Pitino seems like a guy you do not want to match wits with. That's no, that's what sure I would not. say. Yeah. Mm-mm. Or hairstyles. No, God, no. You rub your or run your hands through that hair, and you're gonna take a look at your palm, and it's gonna be covered in pubes. 
Does it even make so, sense? No, no. I, I can, I can definitely say these things because I'm a bad hair guy. So, um, what's going on with your Illini right now? Have you given up on them? No, I have not. They did have a uh, rough loss this weekend after the Bears' loss to the Saints. I thought, oh yeah, all right. Well, let's actually watch a team that knows how to win. And then they lost at home to Maryland. God, that sucked. Uh, so no, they're still the ranked 14th. They have a bad case of going to sleep for like 12 minutes during every game. It's a bit of an issue that they better solve. Otherwise, when they start playing, you know, games of actual consequence, they would be eliminated immediately from either the Big Ten tourney or the NCAA tourney. So come on, guys. Like Northwestern, they were down 15 at halftime earlier this week, and I think they outscored Northwestern by 40 in the second half, which is great. That's hilarious. I love it. But, hey, don't be down 15 at halftime. How about that? And it bit them against Maryland. Maryland Maryland is like one of the two or three teams that will not make the tournament out of the Big Ten. And they're not terrible, but you cannot lose a game at home against Maryland if you want to win the Big Ten and be serious about getting a number one, two, or three seed in the NCAA. So big loss that's going to cost them at the end of the year. Uh, in terms of seeding, I think, because Maryland kind of blows. But, no, I, I asked you the question, where do you think, you know, Minnesota will land by the time we're getting serious about, you know, Big Ten and uh, NCAA tournament talk in Season 3 of Zero Doinks? And I think Illinois will be fine, but it does make me nervous that they that they go to sleep for long periods of time during games. So, I think they will end up a three seed. I think they will end up in the top four of the Big Ten overall. Um, and I think they're good enough to win the whole fucking thing. But they've lost. I've lost a little bit of faith in them, a little bit. But you know, I'm still a I'm still a loyalist. I'm loyal to the orange and blue. How have the 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 big guys done? The the star players, Kofi and Io. Have yes. they played all right? Are they a part of the problem? Has their draft stock gone down at all? Give me the update on those motherfuckers. <laughs> they've been they've been awesome for the most part. Kofi started slow, but he's he's picked it up. Uh, Io is he would be if the season ended today. Don't say that during COVID times. Uh, he would be like the first person in the NCAA and the first time in like fifteen years to average over twenty points over like six assists and over five rebounds or something. He'd be like one of three guys in the last okay. 20 years. So he's been awesome. Uh, but he could, oddly enough, I would still say he could be a little bit better, but I'm not bitching about him. No, they're just, they're not as deep as I, ooh, as I thought ooh. they were going to be. They're, they're very, they're, you know, they go like three deep in the bench. Their freshmen are kind of hitting the wall, but hopefully we'll bounce back. I do, but I do think they're going to be fine. That was a very disappointing loss to Maryland. It really was. All right. Well, sounds like they got some work to do. Uh, is there a Big Ten tournament this year, or is that still to yes. be determined? There is? Yes. Yes, there is. I can't remember if it's Chicago or Indy, uh, but speaking of Indy, NCAA did uh, officially announce that they are hosting the entire NCAA tournament, which is awesome because we speculated on that a few yeah. episodes ago. Yeah. No, I, I – completely support that it's um 
but they're spreading it out amongst different. I think the only difference is, as we said, maybe they would spread it over a few and they would just have around the clock games. But it sounds like they're going to spread it out enough that they won't probably have to do that, right? It'll still be the which I'm, I'm not, I'm not fighting that either. But uh, yeah, March Madness. What's that? I don't even remember. It's coming up fast, and that the only like the only sadness I have right now thinking about this time of year is I feel like we would be in the playoffs for gray balls right now without oh, the yeah. pandemic. That's right. That's right. Yeah, gray balls. That feels like it was about five years ago, but still the last champions of the world in Naperville. So congrats to us. Going to go ahead and pat myself on the back there. And thank you, Hams, for sponsoring that team as well. Where Hams just has really carried us throughout these past few years, and we're very appreciative of that. You've changed my life, Hams. In many ways, not the oh, least yeah. of which is Dan had to change out a toilet in his house because of hams, probably. <laughs> um, Dan, there were some, let's switch over to football real quick. There were some P.J. Fleck interviewing with NFL team rumors, but I haven't seen any follow-up on that if he actually has. Have you? No, I have not either. I think that was falls into the, uh, you could put that in the same bucket as Pat Fitzgerald's getting interest from NFL jobs. It's probably posturing to get a new contract, I'd imagine, right? So, um, no, that can't be real. PJ's not an NFL guy. Never, ever. He's a rah-rah, look at me. I'm going to run out of the tunnel as fast as I can type of douchebag. I, I, I mean, I, I say that in a sense that I love PJ. I'm glad he's the coach of my team, but he's an annoying little fuck. Like I, I, I understand that <laughs> that shit will not play in the NFL. Am I, I mean, I, we're in no. agreement there, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. And I, and, and I know I've shit on Pat Fitzgerald as, as an Illini guy, but I've come around to understand that he is an incredible builder of men, of young men, uh, and that program, but that program specifically, I mean, nobody can deny it, but he, to me would have the same impression in an NFL locker room on some, not, not, he's not quite as PJ like, but he's a very like, he's a rah, rah. Like I can have an influence on an 18 to 22 year old picturing like Pat Fitzgerald influencing Allen Robinson or Khalil Mack or somebody like that. I, I have a hard time imagining that. See, I don't, I don't agree with you there. I, I could see, I could see Fitzgerald making that jump. But I think he seems like a guy who's, you know, having to coach at Northwestern. It's it's a it's a different animal. You have to know who you are in terms of who, what type of talent you can get, and how you sort of navigate those those waters. Um, you know, it's unlike like a Nick Saban or Urban Meyer, who's only had just the. I mean, I know they they've been through the path of shitty schools and all that, but at the end, they're just knowing the best talent that, that, you know, you can just do whatever you want because you have the best talent. You don't necessarily have to be the best motivator or teacher of, of those skills. So I think Fitzgerald could be, I mean, I'm picturing him as the bears coach and he wouldn't come in with the mindset of like, I'm an offensive guru. I'm a defensive guru. He's like, a guy who would delegate that shit very much unlike Nagy it w- is with the offense. And I, I don't know why I can just picture it. And I feel like 
he has an experience that would come from college that's different than some of these other guys who most of their job just hinges on recruiting and sort of letting it all work its work itself out through that. So I think Harbaugh. Harbaugh is probably, you know, probably the same way, like dealing with Stanford and uh, that's sort of similar to um, you know, similar to Northwestern in the sense they have different academic standards and they deal in a conference that's, you know, they're just diff- they just, they're just different in the way they operate with their football program. So uh, this is probably more of an in-depth answer than, than you probably wanted. But I, I, I found myself thinking, like, what if Fitzgerald – I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily hire Fitzgerald for the Bears just because he happens to live in this, <laughs> in this area. That's dumb. But I think he could someday – if he ever wanted to make the jump, I th- I think it could. I-, I think it's possible it could work out. Yeah, I mean, he'd be a, a qualified interviewee for sure. Uh, and I would definitely – I found myself talking myself into him as the next Bears head coach if Nagy was being let go. And this won't surprise you. I can easily talk myself into basically anything that may or may not benefit a team that I love. Um on that same note, do you think that Phil from Indiana is trolling Grease Tank about about Pat's Fitzger- Pat Fitzgerald leaving Northwestern? Because, you know, for those that don't remember, Grease Tank is a huge Northwestern fan. Uh, we have a WhatsApp thing. If you want to be on Fans and Eggs, be on Season 3, baby. We'll interview you. But Phil is all about the Bears having Pat Fitzgerald as the next head coach. What do you think? Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't know to be honest. I, I I hope that that's intentional, Phil. If you're listening, that you are bringing Fitzgerald. I mean, it's 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 lost steam now that we know that Nagy's back. But I lo- I love the idea that Phil's throwing these these theories out that he's not signing a contract because he's waiting for the Bears' job to open up is. I want to, in my mind, I want to believe that it's intended to get Grease Tank fired up. And Phil, even if you're not intending it that way, just lie to me and say that it is because it's it seems great. And Grease Tank, let us know if it is bothering you because I'm here for all of it. <laughs> also, Phil, maybe uh, take an Uber every once in a while because you've been in two horrific car accidents the last six months based oh. off of uh, photos that you've sent us. Uh, I'm not even joking. We're glad you're alive. Those looked frightening. Yes, be safe out there, Phil. Those lo- did look very frightening. And glad you're okay. Holy shit! This has been the final Big Ten minute of season two: Gophers versus Illini, Elite Eight, Midwestern Regional. That's how I see it happening. That'd be red hot. I don't think we could talk though during those few days. I don't. I don't think we could. Uh, there's a good chance I'm not going to get that worked up about it. So that's up to you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) See you next and final segment. Fuck you, Brett Bielema.
welcome back to the final segment of season two of Zero Dunks. Thank you sincerely from Dan and I for listening, for putting up with all of our bullshit. Thank you to each and every guest that we have had on our show in season two. You guys are amazing. This has been great. We have grown as a ooh, as a podcast, and it's only because of you guys listening to Dan and I talk about all sorts of weird stuff. So thanks for putting up with that bullshit. Dan, let's talk a little bit about a couple sports we've ignored recently. One in particular, NBA, Bulls, Billy Donovan. Are they decent? The record isn't great, but they might be pretty good. They're a frisky team. I like I like them. I, they're a much more likable team than they have been uh, in the last however many fucking years. Uh, I think they're frisky. I think they're close. They just need a few more pieces. Just one more piece. I, lo- I just love saying that. I don't know what that means. Um, but they're, yeah, they're fun to watch. They play no defense. I'm okay with that. I'd like that for the Bears. Who cares? Let's get a little offense cooking. I'm a, as you may know, I'm a big Kobe White guy. Um, I have breaking news on that front. I'm glad you brought up the uh, Bulls. Uh, did I tell you I ordered a second Kobe White jersey from oh. China? I don't know that you had actually submitted your order mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm. I did, and it arrived today. It's the like new, uh, what do you call it? The black with like the different writing it's the new jersey it came today and it's it's glorious it's beautiful and i almost wore it for this recording not that anyone would be able to see it but uh i like i like the bulls billy donovan seems to be light years ahead of the the fuck face uh boiling so uh, i'm into it bill i am into it how about you 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 enjoying the bulls yeah they're they are an enjoyable watch um would you, if you were the Bulls, if you were the front office, if you were AK, not 47, whatever the fuck we're calling him, um, would you capitalize on flipping Zach Levine while he is at the peak of his potential draft power or draft trade powers right now, his value? Would you consider it right now? Or do you think that Zach is part of the future of Billy Donovan's Bulls? He's, well, he's, he's. Uh, I guess it, it, uh, this is the cop out answer. What you know? What what is it? What are you getting back? But I I think relative to what guys like him are getting paid, he's he's fair. He's he's underpaid a certain to a certain extent. So I'd be a little reluctant to do it. I don't know that you you don't. I don't think you're winning a championship with him as your best player. Obviously, so. I would definitely listen to offers, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be anxious to get rid of him for like, uh, like draft picks. That that would be, that would be tough. So, everyone, I mean, Laurie Markinen, I felt like that's a guy you can get rid of. But what are you getting for him? Um, that will the rookie? He looks awesome. Wendell Carter might be complete dog shit. So, Levine. I think we might be just bad enough where we were not going to make the playoffs. Might get in the slip into the lottery. I don't know how it works this year. There's like a there's like a separate playoff this year. I don't I don't really know how that works. But <laughs> big NBA guys, 
Uh, I mean, wh- wh- what do you think? I mean, what's have you heard? Are there rumors of what we could get for Levine, or that just feels like something? No, that, the, nothing. There's nothing. Else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's like nothing else to talk about. Um, Marcel, old- Marcel, hit us up, buddy. You're our you're our NBA guy, especially knowing Zach Levine. What can we get for him, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be willing to trade. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd trade Levine for uh, Steph Curry. I w- I would probably do that. Just do that straight up. Yeah. I mean, I am glad that we were nowhere near any of the uh, James Harden stuff that officially went down today. Him going to the Nets. Uh, <laughs> the Nets. What? What? Steve? Why is Steve Nash coaching? First of all, why? How did that ever happen? <laughs> I don't know. And it's so and what? Weird. And do you think he's? Do you think to like starting today? He's like, what have I gotten myself into? I mean, yes. how is he going to control any of that? I can't wait to see it unfold, though. I mean, just the weirdest locker room ever. It's got to be – that's got to be terrible. Uh, James Harden – Let me let me does, just – Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. We're, we're going down the same path, I think. You go. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious with how many venereal diseases that he may or may not have right now. <laughs> All right, that's not where I was going. Uh, he has all of them and then some. <laughs> um, he's the first person to have COVID just in his penis. That's it. Everything else is fine. I was going to say that if if you don't, mo- you know, most of these listeners don't know me. They haven't seen me in person. But if you want to picture what my body type looks like, it's currently 2021, January 2021, James Harden. That's what my body looks like. The, like complete dad bod looking that was me in my gray balls uniform just like some pot belly action going on maybe throwing on a beard just to cover up my double chin uh that's me james harden it's like looking in a mirror <laughs> um, so uh yeah i i'm excited for to see the nets absolutely implode and it's gonna happen sooner rather than later so that Kyrie Irving's already given up, right? I think he just bailed on a game last week just because he didn't, he wasn't feeling it. Yeah, that guy's weird. That guy's super weird. Um, all right, speaking of weird Cubs, let's go to Cubs. Let's go to baseball. Chris Bryant, yeah. a lot of rumors. Let's get the shit out of the way. To the Mets? Is that was that the hot rumor? I don't even know what the Mets have to give, or is it just a general like Chris Bryant is on the block? Yeah, it seems to be uh, like every other week. Uh, it's Bryant's getting traded one week, and then the next week it's Contreras. This week is uh, Willie Contreras week, a, a rumor to go to the Marlins. Um, I mean, that's the, the Cubs are in they're in uh, sell mode right now, but it's like the worst fucking time you could do it because nobody's trying to win right now except for the Sox and the Padres. So what are you getting out of any of this stuff? So, uh, yeah, the Cubs are super fucked. They're going to trade these guys. I mean, Bryant's fine. If you can get good prospects for him, just do it. That guy's a loser. And then uh, Contreras I have trouble with. I think it's hard to find a good catcher, and he's really improved behind the plate, and I think he's I think he's a good hitter. So that one will be hard. That will be, that'll be tough for me. 
So I don't, but it, we got rid of carrot, carrot, the carrot man, Caratini. So we get rid of Contreras. We're officially, we got to bring David Ross back. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for Cubs. They're going to, they're going to be awful. I, I like, this would be for me bears every year when they are officially out. That's when I like flip the switch to baseball mode and I get fired up for spring training. I, I can't do it this year. I'm like, I, I can't get into it. I, I don't, is spring training happening? What what's what's the deal with that? Like business as usual. According to a recent tweet from Steve Stone, I think it was last night, he said, "Good news, uh, pitchers and catchers are scheduled to report in February per usual." But he he has a very strange Twitter feed where it's like, "Are you breaking actual news? Is this an opinion?" He's he, I love following him, but. Usually he'll tweet also like at like eleven, and I've had probably a glass or two of of Ham's wine, and I don't know what's real. So <laughs> God bless you, Steve Stone. I love you. All right. Well, that's good to know. I guess. Uh, I guess the other Cubs news is they hired a TV analyst or play by play guy, Bug, Bug. Shiambi. Well, how do you say his last name? I think he's okay. Yeah, yeah, he seems all right. I I've, he does national broadcast, right? I was just fine. Who cares? They're gonna suck. He he'll keep it light, I guess. But I don't know. Let's talk about your socks. Cubs are depressing. Socks socks got some shit cooking. They got some shit cooking. But I do want to say, Bug Chiambi, uh, I'm a huge fan. He is awesome. Yeah, I think okay. he's I think he's hilarious. He's very witty. Uh, he does a lot of college hoops and he, and the national broadcast, like you said, on Sunday Night Baseball, I think, with uh, Jessica Mendoza and whoever else the fuck he was stuck with, basically. he's I think he'll be excellent. I think that was a great hire. Um, yeah, White Sox signed Liam Hendricks, the best closer in baseball the last two years. So that is awesome. Obviously very risky signing a closer to a multi-year deal. But they should be capturing him during the right time for their window, for his window. It's worth it, even if it doesn't totally work out the way they plan. Uh, Lawrence Holmes is trying to compare that to signing David Robertson a few years ago. David Robertson was never a top one or two closer in Major League Baseball. So shut up, Lawrence Holmes. Just shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> I know you're always looking for an angle. That one is not it. Uh, like, I mean, his arm could blow off tomorrow again. Like I said, signing a pitcher, much less a closer is risky business, but why not? I mean, everybody was saying, well, you could sign uh Cologne for much less. You know what? He had a great ERA last year in 60 games. He wasn't throwing higher than 92. So that was, if that was 162 game season, that shit was going to backfire at some point. And I love Cologne. He's, he's great, but you upgraded Sox. I'm glad you did. Your bullpen now is either one or two in the majors. They need one more starting arm, though, for my comfort level. I hope they trade for somebody. I know that Mark in North Carolina wants Trevor Bauer. That is not going to happen, I'm sure, for Jerry Reinsdorf and Rick Hahn. There's no way. Uh, I wouldn't hate it, but it's not going to happen. So there are kind of like soft Twitter rumors that they could – flip some of their prospects for a for a uh, starter uh with a couple you know a couple decent uh decently inexpensive years left on their contract that would be like a two three four i don't know 
I'd be okay with it. Whatever. The White Sox are going to be great as long as Tony LaRusso's. I don't know. As long as Tony LaRusso's dead or alive, are they going to be better with or without Tony LaRusso, Dan? I want to ask you as an impartial observer of baseball. I'm not impartial because I hate I hate Tony LaRusso with a passion. I, I honestly really want to root for you and the Sox, but it's so hard for me to do it because I hate that man so much. He's such a piece of shit. So I'm definitely not impartial. Uh, the Sox are. I mean, this is this is I this is the year to go for it for them. the The division sucks, and they the <laughs> the best player in the division just got shipped out in Lindor. So uh, Cleveland clearly doesn't give a fuck. Twins going to be good? Is that they're always kind of the around. only threat? Uh, yeah, 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 they'll so be the, the only one. But they're not as good as the Sox on paper. Hopefully, no way, no way. So it seems like the Sox and the Padres are the only two teams that kind of care right now who are trying to get better. <sighs> yeah. And I can tell you on the closer thing, I mean, you know, Craig Kimbrell, I mean, that that's just been, it's such an amazing experience all the way through. So there's no way that could backfire at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, Hendricks is way younger than Kimbrell, right? I mean, he's, yes. he's not been. Yeah. Yeah. Some, you're, yeah it, somebody was trying to make that argument earlier to like, look what oh, happened no. to Kimbrell. It's like, Kimbrell's like, three or four years older come on yeah yeah knock no. it off i was just trying to troll you i don't believe that at all uh, yeah it's uh yeah socks are they're going it's for fine. it man it's it's yeah. good uh, you mentioned uh larry holmes uh lawrence holmes i'm gonna call him larry that dude is so insufferable i mean i've kind of forgotten how douchey was with the alabama thing which we've established oh. before you took fucking online classes at the University of Alabama, and the first time you had stepped foot on campus was to go to the graduation. That was not necessary for you to be at. They could have mailed you the fucking diploma. Oh, I got recruited. I got recruited to go to Alabama. Dude, no, you didn't. They're tr- they've been trying to pull Chicago people for fucking years to build up their, their alumni base up, up in uh, uh, Midwesterners. So cut me a fucking break. You probably have been to maybe one Alabama football game in your life. So stop claiming that you're like, oh, my Alabama. Oh, we're going to do it again. Roll Tide. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. You are insufferable, man. Oh, I had like completely was off my radar. I don't really pay attention to him very much. And I respect what he does on the radio. I think he does a good job doing it solo. Is he not solo anymore? He still is, right? He's Bernstein still solo. was the one who uh yeah. okay, Bernstein has a new host. But he's he's insufferable. I can't stand him. He annoys the shit out of me. Seems like a great guy, but oh that was that was tough. That was tough this week to see him blowing himself about being a Bama guy. Give me a fucking break. See me after class. That's great. I know. I totally forgot about that Bama grad degree he has online. And then you sent me a picture on uh, national championship night when Bama was playing Ohio State. And he he covered his whole head in an Alabama, like, pom-pom? Pom-pom. Yeah. So weird. He's a total weirdo, and I don't like any of it. None of it. Get out of my face, Larry. And if you want to connect with him on Twitter, please call him Larry. He loves that. Absolutely loves it. And make sure that you call him thirsty for, you know, like you were saying, you were trying to figure out who 
did he have a partner or did Bernstein's Layla Rahimi? That was who yeah. Larry was yeah. most thirsty about on Twitter. I think he got super yeah. thirsty. Yeah. Yeah, he got real defensive about it. But uh no, we're good friends now, so I can say those things. It's fine. Roll roll tide. <laughs> roll tide. Roll tide. Do you have anything else to add to season two or anything you want to say to our lovely audience, Dan? Yes, I also want to say thank you for listening to this. Uh, us just ramble and maybe have terrible internet connections and talk about uh, grown men putting semen inside of lasagnas for cats to eat. Like It truly blows my mind that anyone listens to this shit. It's an absolute... This has been an amazing distraction for me this year, being stuck inside, not being able to go anywhere, not being able to go to Bears games was like super depressing. Uh, I know that's like privileged problem there, uh, but I uh, I really do appreciate that you guys listen and connect with us, and we love every second of it. It's silly as fuck, and it gives me a lot of joy. And if it gives you a chuckle here and there and we're not too fucking annoying, then I'm, I'm a happy man. So thank you guys. I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you, Bill, for uh, doing, doing the hard work. I just show up and I say dumb shit and then I, I go to sleep. And then you, <laughs> you stay up late and you edit this stuff and put it all together. So thank you, my man. You are amazing. And I'm thrilled to be doing this. And I can't wait for season fucking three baby that's right season three coming at some point we'll let you know we have not figured out our schedule (laughs) i'll probably do a uh probably not as much of a best of maybe i'll do like a best of certain segments uh because that took me like all year to do last year i loved it but i don't think i have the time (laughs) i apologize i do i do want to thank um coach cuse i don't want to neglect uh, Coach Cuse, because he gave a ton of the sound that you guys hear um, in between some segments. He's a big part of the crazy songs that we do. Uh, Coach Cuse, thank you. We only pay you in hams. We apologize for that. But Anchor, pay us more money, and then we can pay Coach Cuse more money. Uh, and also download our shit that you see on Spotify. Just Google or not Google, on Spotify, just search uh, Coach Cuse, listen to all of his things, and then maybe we can pay Coach Cuse more money because he deserves it. Thank you, Rick Fieldsman. Thank you to the uh, fans and eggs guests that we mentioned before. There's a lot of you. Thank you for taking the time to uh, participate with us, and and we're looking forward to meeting more Bears fans across the world in Season 3. This has been incredibly fun. We're lucky to do it. We're shocked that anybody besides you know, our closest friends even listens to this shit. So thank, thank each and every one of you. Right, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Thank you for being handsome and funny. (laughs) Thanks buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't thank Rick either. Uh, we, we, uh, Rick is an amazing, uh, real person. I think, uh, he, he's thank you, Rick, for putting in the time every week to give us those awesome segments. You've not missed on one of them. Uh, I haven't listened to tonight, so I'm sorry. And I didn't listen last week either. So, But I'm sure it was amazing, even though you went 0-6 these last two weeks. But seriously, Rick, thank you. You're fucking awesome. And thank you, Ice Cream. But, yeah, I I agree. This is awesome. Thank you for being handsome, Bill. You're wearing a great hat tonight. 
I don't see you wear hats very often during this, so I'm wondering. Yeah. You got is there some is there a surprise under that hat? Oh, there is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, surprise! John Arbuckle on top of my skull. <laughs> I I just purchased Marv Levy's toupee. Surprise, everybody! Surprise! Thank you, guys. This concludes season two of Zero Dunks. Thank you, everybody. Like we said, thank you, Dan. Thanks for being my partner in crime, buddy. I love you. This is the highlight of each and every week. I'm going to miss it outside of Bears season. Love you, buddy. Love you too, buddy. Go Bears. Ted medals in football affairs. Fire somebody. We deserve better. shoes where 
were worn down The time for Nick is now But it's nothing to cheer about Cause we'll lose again soon With the play calling buffoon Follow you into the dark.